All right, today on Pop Vulture, guys, we're talking time travel movies, one of my favorite subjects, so let's kick it off. doing today guys we're back uh we're ready to do a really fun show i think this is going to go really well um, i'm john jerome your host i'm here with my co-host aaron say hello how are we doing folks doing well doing well so today we're talking time travel movies and this was i was very excited that we did this pulled it together in a week because you always can grab me when there's a movie on and it's about time travel i mean i've watched the time traveler's wife I like time travel movies so much. I was disappointed, but I've actually watched it because it was in the title. You know? Were you more disappointed in yourself that you watched the movie or the movie? Ah, the movie was rough. And, you know, I'm never disappointed in myself. And I like Rachel McAdams because she was in The Notebook. I mean, oh, no, And The Notebook. Oh, okay. I oh, see yeah. I, I see where your the movie is. The Notebook is so good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure, and you, I'm sure you watched The Lake House, too, just to sort of go with time traveling movies. Oh, uh, you know what? Oh, is that the one with Keanu? Yeah, they, yeah. Have, they have the notes that they put in the mailbox. Yep, so. I've seen that one as well. I mean, it's a good one too. I'm just, um, those are the time travel movies that aren't my favorite, but I want to talk about some of the ones that are my favorite. Well, first, we'll define what do you think a time travel movie is, because there's a lot of different And types. there's, right, there's subcategories of it, and I kind of tried to write those down in my notes, like, you know, you have your Groundhog Days, which are the repeating type genre, and then you have your full-on... Um, time travel movies where you get, you know, they're going into the future, they're coming back, almost like a Back to the Future 2. You get in a different time period and a bunch of things. And then you have the guy comes from the future, and that's the only time travel you see the whole time, and nothing happens. Yeah, those are the worst. Those, that's not even a time travel movie. I know. Well, it doesn't make them the worst, but it definitely makes them the worst when you want to see a time travel movie. Well, it's the worst type of time travel movie. Because it's they're not even traveling in time. It's Back to the Future three. Is it's what just it is. it's just going to the past. Exactly. And some guy is like, "Well, I'm from the future. Are you from the future? I haven't seen anything from the future. You know, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just crazy. Maybe you're you know, delusional." It's true, and they have like whole TV shows based on, "Oh, a man comes from the future," but it's literally just a guy here who claims to be from the future. There's no time travel in that, and that's the most disappointing kind of time travel thing that I watch. It's like uh, that movie K-Pax. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's 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 essentially you know some guy who says he's like from the future or from a different dimension. It's uh, Kevin Spacey, and he's supposed to be like this alien celestial being. Oh yeah, I remember the movie when it came out, but I've never seen it. That's that type of thing where like he could be from the future, he could just be from Albuquerque. Who knows? But yeah. no one knows him, and he sounds crazy. So let's pretend he's from the future. Those types of movies drives me insane. Yeah, because it's not a time travel movie, but they'll position themselves as a time travel movie. Um, but whatever. I want to talk about some things that make a good time travel movie, if you ask me. You know what makes a good time travel movie? Fucking time travel. You know what I mean? <laughs> the more time travel you can put in a movie, the happier I am to different periods. I mean, I think it's obviously something they should do more in cartoons because it's a lot easier to get those different sets and things. So that's a big deal. That's why you don't see that much time travel in a time travel movie. Because they're 
that you know it costs so much money to make it. I guess. Well, just think about background stuff. Like, how expensive is it to get you know antique cars to lo- to shut down a street, change the the fronts of every store to look right. like they're from you know small town America in the '30s? But can't they green screen everything now? Like, can't we have more time travel movies that have more time travel? Well, in? I think we see that now. There are movies more readily able to travel back in time, unless Endgame. of course, you're like, well, if you're a Quentin Tarantino and you do like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you just Everything has to be period specific. You know, right. They're even using, you know, uh, leaded gas in the vehicle so that right. you, know, you get that authenticity. Other than that, people are like, yeah, green screen, fuck it. I haven't seen that movie. I would like, what, what time period is that set in the 30s? 60s, I think. 60s. Oh, okay, 60s. And it's about um, a TV star and his like stunt double. And they just sort of, it's their interactions in Hollywood. So, really? I, yeah, there's like a scene where he's like with Bruce Lee. I'm sure you heard about this, where like his stunt double, uh, Cliff something, ends up kicking Bruce Lee's ass because Bruce Lee is like all cocky or whatever. And Bruce Lee's family came out and was like, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Bruce Lee would have kicked the shit out of oh, him. Oh, it wasn't real. Well, they're saying that, you know, Quentin Tarantino has come out and talked about it and said that that's based off what people in the industry have told him about Bruce really? Lee. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that that movie is like period specific. Like I, they shut down parts of Hollywood and like filmed it in Hollywood. And, but that's and, a period piece more than it is a time travel. You know what I mean? We're traveling back in time per se for the whole movie, but it's not a time travel movie with based in any form. No, no. But the idea of like that's why it would be so expensive. You know, because that's one set that they build for the entire movie. Now, if you have to build 15 different sets because you're traveling across, you know, 1,500 years. But, you know, that's why I love like a Bill and Ted because, you know, you go to five, six different periods, you know, they, they're going to different places. That's really cool. You don't see that enough in, you know, time travel movies. Mostly you see the typical guy comes from the future or guy travels once and that's, the, you know, that's the whole premise of the time travel movie. Uh, what do you think makes a good time travel movie other than time traveling? Continuity. Continuity. If you can keep the continuity, you've got me. But when you start fucking up continuity, it kills me. It I, really drives me insane. I agree. That definitely can fuck up a time travel movie. But I think at, it, depending on how many times you travel through time, it can start to get convoluted just inherently because there's so much, you know, different timelines and how time works in movie form, you know, with paradoxes and whatnot. I'm okay with that because that's not a continuity fuck up. But if you, you know, if you do something and there's like the Starbucks cup, you know, on the coffee table. Right. And we're supposed to be in a period where there's no Starbucks, so it's 1940s. That kills me. Yeah, 75. I think that killed a lot of people. That blew up the internet. Oh, oh Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Starbucks cup sitting there. Whatever. There's a time travel in Game of Thrones. Yeah, you really couldn't extend yourself a little bit in the fantasy realm that that could happen? Of course it could. Well, there's, there's dragons. Dragons aren't real, so... Anything is possible at that point. That's what I'm saying, right? I've, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I have a lot of respect for it. I just I, I can't sit there and watch it. I've tried a lot of dialogue. You know, there is time travel. There is time travel, really. Well, more flashbacks, but they the flashbacks inform the present. Yeah, which but, is, I guess, another form of time travel in movies, but not really something we included today. No, because it's not. That's not actual time travel because it doesn't really affect the, the movie. And it, it only informs the movie. It doesn't drive the movie it's not the mechanism that the vo- the movie's founded on like in back to the future right well back to the future would be the first i mean if i was going to talk about time travel movies i think the first one you really talk about is back to the future it's not the it's not the original time travel movie but it's definitely the the biggest or most well known i would think of time travel movies the whole trilogy itself 
Well, I love Back to the Future. Who doesn't? I mean, the thing that kills me about Back to the Future is we're already past the time in which Marty McFly goes into the future. I know. That was exciting when it happened. 2015. Um, it was tough because now I'm old. Yes, we are all old now. And it was pretty much nothing like the movie said it would be. Very no. disappointing. No. I mean, Nike tried to get out their self-lacing shoes. Those things were badass, but they only made like 100 of them. And they were expensive, weren't and they? Super expensive. I still would love to have... I mean, imagine that if I had a hoverboard right now and a pair of badass Nikes that self-laced and a DeLorean that could fly. You know what I mean? I mean, you'd rule the world, wouldn't you? I would rule the world. Sports Almanac... It'd be useless now because it only went up to 2,000. But at the time, I could have got rich off it. Then everybody would wonder, like, what happened to my, my you know, greatness in predicting things when I couldn't predict anything. We would just stop predicting. we say, I'm retiring. I'm allowing other people to win some money. I've already stripped Vegas of all their money, so what more do I want? So anyway, um, 85, we get the first Back to the Future movie. And it's a big blockbuster hit, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, Huey Lewis in the news is the soundtrack, and that's just amazing. Um, but I think when they used um, the DeLorean, really gave it its own special flavor. I think originally it was a refrigerator that they time traveled in in the original script, and they eventually changed it to the DeLorean, which DeLorean was a company created in 1981 by John DeLorean, who ended up going to jail for fraud and all that after that, or drugs or something. He went to jail. I don't remember for what. Cocaine, I'm sure. It was probably it was the, it was 80s. the 80s. Yep, cocaine you know, was prevalent. Aluminum cars. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's got to be got to be cocaine. Well, talk about a brilliant choice to change from a refrigerator right. to a car. Yeah, I think they were worried about kids getting inside refrigerators or something. You know, oh, Punky Brewster style? Well, that was a thing in the 80s. Like, for some reason in the 80s, children liked to climb into refrigerators. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it was on Punky Brewster, I'm not really sure, but it, it was a thing back then. So they changed it to a DeLorean, which makes it one of the most iconic movie things of all time. That DeLorean's incredible, with the gull wings and all that. I still want one. Who doesn't want one? I mean, I know they're pieces of shit. They are pieces of shit, yes. But I still want one. They are I mean, badass. Well, I, I think they, they, if if this movie didn't have that DeLorean in it, then the DeLorean would be cool, you know, kind of a cool car from the 80s. But what that what that movie did for it makes it amazing. Yeah, no, no, I want one because of Back to the Future, well, not want, because it's a cool car. You want a freaking car. flux capacitor in the thing. Right, I want to, you know, be able to fly. I want to be able to fuel it with garbage. I mean, first, I know i got to figure out how to get plutonium from Iranian terrorists, but right, I, I want one that can fly. The only problem I have is, like, sometimes I might drive a little fast on the highway, what if I accidentally go 89 miles an hour? <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Right, yeah, because sometimes you look down, you're driving on the highway, especially a big four-lane, you're going 90 miles an hour, like, oh, man, Pew, all of a sudden. <laughs> right, you're, you're back somewhere There's horses time. riding next to you, like, what the hell? Right, I might land on a, a train track. Right, exactly. So, I mean, the first, the first Back to the Future, really, in a sense, is one of those travel once and here we are for the whole movie type movies, you know? Right, but you're, the whole time they're chasing the photo. Right. So there, you know, time is always an element within the film, and it's always um, uh, sort of driving the character actions. And that's always, you know, that's always a cool premise when, when they go from the future, but the future is now. Like, you know, it's the present to us, and you go back in time, and they can use all those references like they do in 1955 with the Calvin Klein underwear and the whole Darth Vader Van Halen scene, you know? I mean, that yeah, that is pretty cool, and I guess that makes it more... Time travel where time traveling is always a, a part of the story. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, I love the scene where it's like, uh, you know, he, he riffs off on the guitar at the end, and he's like, don't worry, your kids will love it. Yeah, you know, I've said that at shows before, because I play. Um, people, you know, <laughs> if you play something, you feel really good about it, and nobody reacts, that's when you got to give them the line. You know what I mean? Maybe you guys aren't ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. There's always one guy who laughs at that. Well, that just goes to the power of Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And it was a cultural phenomenon in 85. I mean, it blew up. Well, I mean, it does have, like, one of the best light comedy um, actors of that time. I mean, really, of any time. Michael J. Fox? I love Michael J. Uh, he Fox. Was, yeah, he was so good back then. One he, of my favorites. Endearing. Um, you know, sucks what happened to him later in time. Um, was it the Parkinson's? Parkinson's, yeah. Which, you know, he still persevered because he's, he's awesome. But he, you know, he came across the screen likable in everything he did back then. Family Ties, Back to the Future, even that crappy movie when he's, I don't, I don't know what the name of the movie is, but he's um, in an office or something working for a corporate company, working up the ladder. I can't remember. He was even good in that movie, and it sucked. Is that the secret of my success? I think it is, yes. My personal favorite is Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. I love yep. Doc Hollywood. And... Teen Wolf, he was in as well. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. Yeah, that's a little later, but yes, that's when he well, was. the same idea. It's a mid, that's mid 90s. It's mid 90s. That's when he was on the show, too. Uh, Spin City? Was it Spin, Spin City? Spin, yeah, I love Spin City. I never really watched it. Oh, so I, I used to watch that every week. Did you watch Frasier, too? No, no, I wasn't quite old enough for Frasier. Yeah, I never really watched Frasier either. But going back, I've watched a couple episodes, and it's actually pretty funny. But you have to be an adult to watch Frasier. Yeah, I'm an adult now, and I don't want to watch it. No, though. you should. You should check it out. It's actually not too bad. I, I chalked that one up to one of those shows like Friends and Seinfeld. Right. Where I just can't watch them. But anyway, I mean, I'm trying to stick with the movie here. Aaron's trying to make me drift, and that's okay. No, no, no. Not, not drift. I just want to completely derail it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Michael J. Fox... Uh, wasn't originally going to be Marty McFly. It was going to be Eric Stoltz, who was another actor from the 80s. And they filmed with him for about a month, so they filmed a lot of the movie with him. And Zemeckis said, you know what, this just isn't working. We want somebody else. So that's when they went back to Michael J. Fox, who they had had before. And Michael J. Fox was doing Family Ties at the time, so he was like shooting at night, waking up, filming Family Ties, going, shooting, back to the future till 4 in the morning. I mean, he was doing some crazy work back then, but... They gave us a great product. A great, great movie. Yeah. And they also have Christopher Lloyd playing uh, Emmett Brown, one of the most iconic characters in all of time travel movies. Great Scott, you know? Yeah, something you say on a regular basis. Of course. Well, well me as well. No, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying just you say it. The but... actor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Christopher Lloyd has been in other movies as well. He was in Taxi. Taxi is one of my favorite shows of all time. Christopher Lloyd was in that. And it's like, it was like he never aged. For like 30 years, he never aged. Because he was also in uh, Roger Rabbit, another Robert Jamekas movie. He was that weird... I don't know what his name was. When was the last time you saw Roger Rabbit? No, oh, jeez. Uh, when did it come out? You should go see that movie. That movie's amazing. Uh, I don't... Well, I want to see it It's with, on Disney+. Plus. I want to see it with my son, though, and he's not old enough. For Roger Rabbit? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little... It's PG-13, isn't it? I don't know. And it's my, 80s PG-13? My son was playing Grand Theft Auto at that age. What are you going to do, you know? Look what happened to him. <laughs> well, I guess, you know. Oops. Oops. Anyway, so... <laughs> I guess you said oops twice then? Moving on. In, in 89, they released Back to the Future 2. And Judge Doom. That's his name. 
Oh, in um, in Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Thank you. You should have waited at least two more movies, and we would have brought it up. Would have been even more irrelevant. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Listen, I'm old. It takes time for the gears to work. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, Back to the Future Two, eighty nine. They filmed two and three in the same, um, on the same. I don't know how we say it. Same schedule. Concurrently, they filmed them concurrently. Right. That that's why you're here, Aaron, to save me when I start falling apart. Um, So they filmed them both, which is kind of a novel idea back then. They didn't really do that back then. I mean, can you think of another movie that they did that with before Back to the Future 2 and 3? No, I can't think of a movie that they did that now. Well, they do it all the time. Now they did did The Lord of the Rings, they did The Hobbit, they did um, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Like They film all these movies concurrently now, even Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. A lot of times now they film the movie and they decide, yeah, we'll break this up into three because then we can make more money. Hobbit. I digress. Um, but, you know, so now we're talking Back to the Future 2 in 89. And it's unbelievable. I love Back to the Future 2 so much. I have so much nostalgia for this movie. When they go to the future, it's like, oh, everything you ever wanted. You want that to be the future even now. You know what I mean? Yeah, my problem that I have with this and the problem that I have with all time travel movies that involve going into the future, and I could say this about every single one that we're going to talk about, is it looks nothing like the future that we live in now. Right. Like, they didn't do any of that research that, like, we would do. Like, right now, if you're like, all right, I want to see what would happen from 1930 to 1950 and see the changes. And they're incremental. All of a sudden, we go from 1980 to, what, 2015? 30 years. So we go 30 years. The world doesn't change that much in 30 years. And the cars are flying around. Right, it's like the fuck. We go from the Flintstones to the Jetsons in 30 years. Right. It's like, what the fuck happened? It was a bit of a leap, but it just made it cooler, though. You know what I mean? No, it looks great, and you sort of have to allow yourself to escape out of and into that fantasy, but that's the continuity shit that kills me. And you gotta love it, because it's, it's late 80s, so like. They show you the future, but it's like the future with all 80s aesthetics. Like, everything's hot pink still. The hoverboard's hot pink. Like, dude, by 30 years now, hot pink's not going to be the color, you know? It's going to be something else. I don't know. It might be. A lot of this shit from when we were kids is now popular. Well, you know what I found when I think about things like that is it's like a 20-year thing. So, um, you know, the latter part of last decade and this early part of this decade was all 80s nostalgia. Now it's flipped to 90s nostalgia, you know, because it's like a, a 20, you know, well, maybe it's 30 years now. It's 20 years since the 90s. Well, it's it's because all of the kids who were younger and enjoyed that stuff when they were kids are now in the real world and, and starting and to run things. things. Yeah, the, you know that's what happens. See it on radio. I love when that when that turn started happening for me. Maybe in the past ten years, where people of my generation started to become radio hosts, and you can really relate to people like that. I thought, you know, awesome. This is great. Now I'm old. All right. So the thing, that, the best thing in the movie, though, what is it? What is the best thing in the whole yeah, movie? The best thing in the whole movie. Well, it'd be a toss-up for me. Um, I, I don't know. That'd be a tough one for me to say. I mean, there's a lot of things that are amazing in that movie. I could say my favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the movie is when he goes back to 1985, and it's like a you know wasteland, and Biff is in charge of everything. And he's and got the casino. He's got the casino, and his mother's got the big fake tits, and, <laughs> and the father's dead. Um, that's my favorite part of the movie. And the uh, what was it? The principal is out there with a shotgun shooting everybody. <laughs> oh my, that is so great. Yeah, it's the uh, dystopian past. Exactly. No, I I, I got to go with the sports almanac. The thing oh, that sport. everybody oh, wanted. That's so true. <laughs> I wanted it, and I didn't even want it to bet on horse races. Like who could fuck about horse races? I just want to know who won. Yeah, I want to see it. Like I want to know before, even though it would ruin everything. No, it wouldn't. You're making money. Well, I don't even care about making the money. I just want to know. Like, I just want to have that information in front of me. That'd be cool, but um, that would ruin all the games for you. 
They're already ruined now anyway. <laughs> right? I mean, Tom Brady's going to retire. So Tom Brady is going to retire after his seventh Super Bowl, I would say, yes. And just imagine what would have happened in 07. I wouldn't uh, even have watched the Super Bowl. Uh, if I could go back in time for one thing, it would be me going back to 2007 and not watching the Patriots lose the Super Bowl. I would have taken that one off. Right. I would have just called in sick. Yeah, that's what happens when you're in Boston. You expect to win all the time, and um, you can't win them all. Well, when you won, you know, 18 in a row before. Yeah. Yeah, you'd kind of expect it. Let's kind of finish things off, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, it was a good game. Loved it. Loved it. Anyway, uh, back to the future, too. Yes, the Sports Almanac's amazing. I mean, who didn't want that in 1985 to know what was going to happen in, in the 1999 Super Bowl in I w- 85? I want one now. Right. Like, I want that Almanac now that just has all that information in it. Here's what I'm saying. I, I, back to the making money part out, out of it. What kind of odds could you get in 1985 to say, I want to put $50,000 on the Los Angeles or the St. Louis Rams to win the Super Bowl in 1999? You know? I like... That'd be amazing. Well, they'd be incredible odds. They'd be ridiculous, because, I mean, what are the chances of that happening? Uh, then, I'm sure that... I don't remember them in 99 being even on the radar. And right. Well, even if you did it in 99, but if you did it in 85, you're crazy. Yeah. Th- th- n- no, too much money. Too much money. Anyway, full of good things in the future and back to the future, too. They had... You got those Nike um, self-lacing boots. They're the bomb. You got the um, hoverboards. They're the bomb. And we all know hoverboards, those things can't run on water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, we go from two to Back to the Future three. And I'm, <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say it. Not the best one. No, obviously, I mean, that's <laughs> not a revelation. But here's my thing with Back to the Future three, a movie I really like, actually. If I take it out of the context of standing it up to one and two, um, I like it. But what you expect out of that movie is some fucking time travel. I mean, I did, that movie shouldn't even be called Back to the Future because there's no time travel except for the beginning and the end. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess there's still references like they did in the first movie where they got the kind of wild gunman thing going on. Yeah, it's dumb. It went through all the same tropes of both of them. You know, that I think about it. Yeah, this, the third movie sucks. I mean, let's just be honest it's not here. Good. What am I doing to myself? I'm fumbling over my words to try to stick up for this movie that is fucking garbage. And they did it on purpose because they knew that they were tired after filming Back to the Future 2. And they said, fuck it. We're still going to do number three. We're going to rip you off at the box office. You're going to like it because we're going to tell you you like it. Okay? Nobody cares about Mad Dog Tannen. Nobody cares about for Marty's Irish family. Nobody cares about any of that. We want flying fucking cars and we want Nike boots that lace themselves. I don't know. I like Seamus and Maggie McFly. I don't. <laughs> like You just set me off to think about how much I actually don't like Back to the Future. It's a good movie. Why am I trashing it? Because it shouldn't be Back to the Future. It just it doesn't hold up. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. I mean, I, the, there's a few things I like about it. Yeah. Like Wake Up Juice. Yeah, well, I mean, there are, there, there are good redeeming qualities of it, but the, the relationship between Doc and the girl just drags the movie too much for me. Everything about it, it, it's not my favorite movie. Yeah, let, let's just move on. Yeah. Let's just say we couldn't get the DeLorean on the tracks with the train, <laughs> and that train really couldn't get to 88 miles an hour anyway, not even downhill. So but, yeah, in, in closing, Back to the Future, I love the trilogy, and I watched three because it's a part of it, and I don't actually hate three that much. I, I like them all. I think one's really the best movie on its own, Two's my favorite because it just it's nostalgia central, and three just happens to be there, you know. Yeah, I like one and two the same. Yeah, I mean two has a more of the things that are I connect with because I think I was a little bit older when I watched it. Yeah, it was 
amazing when it came out. Um, but I, I understand one being the better of the films. Yeah. And, and three, I don't even watch. <laughs> I really don't. Even if, if it's on, I'll linger for a minute. Cause like, oh, I know this thing. And, you know, you sort of get trapped in the, oh, I'm going to watch this thing. And then you go, nope, nope. Yeah. I'm just going to move forward. I, I tell you, I bought the trilogy on Blu-ray a long time ago, and I've never opened it. Because I've seen them so many times anyway, and you'll see it pop up somewhere, and you'll watch it. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up about that movie before we move on, Robert Zemeckis directed it. He also did Roger Rabbit. Great director. Did a lot of good stuff back then. And uh, the music. Do you know who did the music for that? I do not know who did the music. Such a good soundtrack, though. I, I love the Back to the Future theme. I don't know who did it, but it's good. I know it wasn't John Williams. Nope, it's Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, that's right. I should have known that. Well, you should because he's done some of the Marvel stuff. Oh, he has? Yeah, he did Captain that, America. That's weird because that's so forgettable, and the Back to the Future one is really iconic. Okay, fine. How about this? He did Stuart Little? Nope, nothing. Predator 2? Predator 2 is not a great movie now, I think. Well, that's a Danny Glover one, right? Fine. I'm just going to say it. Forrest Gump. Oh, he did the Forrest Gump music? Forrest See, Gump, I can, yeah. can kind of recognize that music. I couldn't take off the top of my head like a John Williams one, but that's good. Well, because he's not John Williams. Nobody's John Williams. John Williams mm. is the man. Danny Elfman's You like close. Danny Elfman? You don't like Danny Elfman? Um, Danny Elfman did Batman, didn't he? He does Batman. That's such a good soundtrack. Edward Scissorhands. Does he? Mm-hmm. He does The Nightmare Before Christmas. So he's Tim Burton's boy is what you're telling me. Uh, he also does The Simpsons. Oh, he did he write The he Simpsons? Did, yeah, he that's, the Simpsons. A, that's super iconic. And then other than that, I don't know. So anyway, I want to move on um, because me and Aaron have this tendency to rant for three hours every time we come here. And then I'm editing for like two days straight. Um, I want to talk about the Terminator franchise now because I think that's right up there as a time travel-ish Time manipulation. Manipulation. <laughs> it's um, it's just desert. It's got time travel in it. But anytime you have a chance to talk about Terminator, you bring it up, even though there's not a lot of time travel in it. The whole premise of it is time travel, though. Yeah, I think. Well, I immediately say T two, but we have to step back. Yes, recognize that something happened before Arnold got naked and teleported. Oh, that was so good. I think he was naked and teleported in the first one too, though. Did they, they show a shot of his um, buff physique in the '84 version? I'm not know. really sure. That, I'm not, the first one's okay. It's more of kind of a horror movie. It's really, it seems so low budget compared to like where they went with Terminator 2. Uh, but, it, you know, it's got the Kyle Reese thing. That's where it all comes from. Kyle Reese comes from the future to bang Sarah Hamilton, uh, Linda Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, to make a child that didn't really exist until he got sent back. But the guy who sent him back was the child he's going back to make, which starts getting really crazy and convoluted. That's Terminator. But um, they just, they, you know, the, the first one's kind of a horror movie. They do it well. They set the, the, the mood and the approach of the whole thing. But then we get to Terminator 2. Well, before, well, in Terminator 1, they do the same thing that they do in T2, where, you know, the, uh, the, one of the main characters gets, you know, basically put into the nut house, right? Because remember, they, the two of them get arrested, and yep. the psychologist is like, this guy's crazy, right? He's got a paranoid, delusional schizophrenia or something. You know, I haven't seen the first one in so long. Like, I, I, I just go back to, like, the iconic scenes. Like, him walking into the police station and, you know, the cops. I don't, I don't remember that, really. Kyle Reese goes into the mental hospital on that one. Yeah. Yes. So, basically, to sum up the movie is um, they steal a car, Terminator, fight scene. Steal a car, Terminator, fight scene. Steal a car. Well, motorcycle, maybe. 
fight scene. Oh, so it's Terminator 2. Basically, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it yeah. really is. It's it's formulaic, if you will. Thank you, James Cameron. Uh, so the first one's okay. It's a good movie. But when we get to Terminator 2 around 91 is when this franchise really takes over the world. Oh, Terminator 2. I, I remember when that came out. It, it, was, being, it was the... Getting this from the video store was like a three-week wait. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. That movie was... And it was amazing. And all the marketing and stuff that went into it. Um, and just how well they did the special effects. They literally still hold up today. That's yeah. crazy. Well, they're awesome. That's why. I they mean, they're really not, I mean, they hold up. They're not quite sort of at the same level. but they're... Yeah, but they hold up better than just about anything else from that time period. Even Jurassic Park, going back and looking, it doesn't look as great as it used to. What they did with the T-1000 specifically, and a lot of the um, blow-up crash things were actually practically done. You know, the stunt cars and real explosions in that sewer thing in Los Angeles there. What oh, do they call that? It's the... Aqueducts or... Yeah, whatever. Um, it's Aqua 4. Because when I was in San Diego, like they have th that same kind of thing out there. And I was like, all I could think of was Terminator 2. Guns N' Roses song, Terminator 2 rules. There's really not a lot of time travel, though, in it. It's more of a, you know, hey, we came here from the future. Let's do this thing. So I guess that gets more in that category where there's not a lot of jumping around in time travel, which is what I want in a time travel movie. I do want more jumping back and forth, but at least in T2, you see, you know, the dystopian future. Right, they show it at first. Just at the beginning, there's just like it's basically just carnage everywhere. There's just you're basically in a junkyard. Lasers. Yeah, and a ton of Terminators. And what year is that supposed to be? That's got to be coming up, right? Um, that is supposed to be in the year 2027, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. That's not one because that's not one of those days where you're like, you know what? I need to know. Well, I know August 27th, 97 was. Um, I don't know, August something, 20-something was Judgment Day. And it went. It didn't actually happen because we ended up getting Terminator 3, which was terrible, horribly executed, and obviously had James, no James Cameron in it to steer it in the direction it needed to be steered, you know? You get nothing on dates, huh? I do, I got a date. What's uh, the date? He, the Terminator travels from 2029. Oh, okay, so we're 10 years away. We're fucked. 10 and years from lasers and robot Arnold's. Skynet's. Skynet's oh, going to take us I know, Skynet. Well, actually, you know, in the movie, Judgment Day has happened, and that's why it's such a, you know, disaster in the future, right? Yeah, we had the nuclear winter or whatever. Skynet destroyed everything. Because if, if you follow the movies and you go to the third one, they release all the missiles. Right. And then you're like, great. What is your favorite part of Terminator 2? Uh, my favorite scene in Terminator 2 yeah. is it's got to be... When the T-1000 is chasing them down in the police car, they just got out, and he hooks on to the, to the back of the car, and he, he hooks on again, um, and, and then he gets knocked off, and the little piece is, like, rattling, and then he throws it off. I'm sorry, John Connor throws it off, and the T-1000 walks up to it and just absorbs it, just, it into his... <laughs> I, love, I like the idea of that scene. Yeah. Yeah, it it could have done... could be better now with yeah, but special there, effects, but it's so good. That's a subtly good scene, which is great. I mean, there's a ton of good scenes in that. Although my favorite scene has got to be Miles Dyson. <laughs> I mean, well, you got the other part where, where he's with uh, John. He the T one thousand goes to John Connor's parents' house. Yeah, a step parents' house, and he's drinking the milk, and he just whoop, pokes the the little 
thing right through it into the face, into the eye. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, goes right through the milk jug. He's talking on the phone, and then it like it pans out, and it's he's got the knife through the milk cart. Yeah, yeah that's I love it. it. Also, the scene when um when he gets blown in half, the T one thousand gets sort of like wow, wobbling back and forth. Wow. I mean, that is so intense when he gets blown up. And then he comes back together because of the heat. I mean, that movie was brilliant. Brilliantly done. Great movie. One of the greatest movies of all time and kind of recognizes the greatest sequel of all time. Yeah, so much so that they're going to sequelize this one and get rid of the other three that are fantastic. <laughs> right, because if you, I mean, real quickly, we'll breeze through the other ones. Terminator 3 sucked. Moving on. I remember going to see it and thinking like, you know, you know when you go see a movie, almost like Phantom Menace, and you walk out and you're trying to justify why it's it's good or why it was even worth going. Like, when you why know, did they make it? When you know it just fucking blows. Yeah. Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Didn't they already rise? It was just, oh yeah, Sarah Connor's dead, right. Um, and then we had, what was that? What was after that? Terminator Salvation. Yeah, I saw that once. I, th- I liked Terminator Salvation, but... I bought it on Blu-ray, yeah. still in the package. Because well, that was the time where you were all buying Blu-rays because they were cool, you know, 2007, 2008. Well, when you could get a deal on them, when they were like $15, you're like, wow, i got to buy this now. It's right, never yeah. Gonna oh, be i got to get the 3D one. That's a big waste of money. Never. Never 3D. I had it. Um, I, I, I jumped on board for that. Anyway, Terminator Salvation, I liked. It was okay. It, not, it wasn't of the quality of Terminator. And everything's held up to the Terminator 2 standard, which I think is a real problem for them. After that, you get... What was the one after Terminator Salvation? There was another one that I didn't even see. Genesis, maybe? Oh, I didn't see that either. Is that the one that just came out, or is that the one that's coming out? That's the one that it just came out, didn't it? The one with... um. So there was one before that, though, wasn't there? I don't even know. I don't care. I, I don't even care to even look it up, because they've lost me. And I'm interested to see the new oh, one. You know, no, no, they're right. You're right. Genesis is the one that came out. That's where they brought Arnold back. Right. That's the one where they got rid of all the timeline, too, right? No, that's the one that uh, Dark Fate. Oh, Dark it, Fate's the new one. Okay, yeah. Genesis is the one that didn't have any of them. They had Arnold in it. Yeah, Dark Fate, is, they brought back um, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah, I, I, I heard even Edward Furlong's in there. That come out yet? Uh, that comes out... Let's see. Let me check the date on that. They've been pushing it hardcore. Like you see ads everywhere for marketing. It's not It's not good. Uh, it's, it's, it's currently in theaters. They, they, well, they, if they can attach James Cameron's name to it, they think it's good. But if James Cameron isn't directing, it's not going to be like a James Cameron epic movie. He produced, right? Right. So he's just a producer. It's like, hey, can we put put your name on this? We'll pay you just to put your name on it. You don't have to have anything to do with it. Well, he's busy making nine movies about blue cats on Alien Planets. I read about that. He's going he's gonna to make, like, what, four sequels to Avatar? Like, you think people are really going to care that much, dude? I went back and watched Avatar recently. It's not good. It's not good. Again, another one that I bought. Yeah, I, when I, I started in the theater, I loved it. I started it. twice in the theater. Yeah, because it was that. And in, in, in IMAX 3D, it was insane looking. That was one, that was a movie that they make IMAX for. Exactly. You know, where, So it's part of the experience is going into it. And then you watch it at home, and you're like, well, it's just disappointing. And going back, the animation isn't as good as it was. It's definitely aged compared to what they're doing now with the Marvel movies and... You know, because it almost looks like a mocap. You can almost tell there's motion capture going on, taking from the face. You know, it looks like like an earlier DreamWorks type movie. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's ten years old. Yeah. So there's certainly going to be some lag in special effects. Yeah, for sure. And you you don't really notice that until you go back and watch something from ten years ago. You go, wow, there has been a big you know kind of leap. But now we're at the point of leaps in special effects where they are. Small little things like lighting, you know, like you see in a PS4 game compared to PS3, the lighting was just incredible. The difference in the 
in the machines, and now you have a PS5 next year. But that's way beyond the point. All right. So before we transition away from the trilogies, I think we need to take a break. Yeah, are um, we considering that a trilogy or just a? a what would yeah, you, well, yeah, I don't. What, what do, would you call two movies? Yeah, I a biology. <laughs> biology. <laughs> well, no, because maybe well, since the new one, the new Dark Fate, whatever the fuck it's called, is a sequel and to it T2, on everything that gets everything. Yeah, it destroys the rest of them. Well, they destroy themselves. Well, but, they call it a retcon, right? Well, they well retcon is when you take something you know currently and make that part of continuity in the past right so you go and you say like the terminators after two were good because of this it's retconning you know we're changing some part of continuity based on what you're doing now to fit that storyline so when we come back we're going to talk about one of the greatest action stars of all time and his time travel movie oh baby you're gonna love it so we'll catch you guys on the other side of the break Guys, we're back, and uh, we're talking about Time Cop now, because who doesn't love the movie Time Cop? Well, if you haven't seen Time Cop, what you need to do now is just hit pause on the on the podcast, spend the next, I don't know, how long is this movie? Hour and a half, maybe? So watch it three times in a row. So the next six hours, we want you to watch <laughs> Time Cop, and then come back, and we'll talk. Yeah. And ready? All right, so now we're done. Everyone's watched it. All right, we're back. And <laughs> uh, now we don't need to go through the plot, right? Or should I, we? Or I, should we probably I should. didn't know there was a plot in that movie. I thought they were just bouncing back and forth in time travel. You watched the review. What was it about? The, the re- <laughs> What's the review? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Time Cop. You know what this is about. Uh, it's 1994, so it's set in the time that it's released. And somebody has figured out how to create time travel. So, naturally, the government has to create the TEC, or the Time Enforcement Commission. Of course. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, they have to protect the future. Yeah. And so we have this movie that's set. The future for them is 10 years later, so it's 2004. Yeah, thanks. You know, I think they nailed that one. Yeah, they nailed it. Um, And so, like any good senator, he's going to use the the villain in this case, uh, Senator McComb. Yeah, he's the antagonist, right? He's yeah, the he's bad the guy. Yeah. He is going to go back in time and set up it so that he can become president in 04. Now, he has no idea that GW is running. Yeah, so he, he, he would never beat uh, George W. I'm sorry, because in 2004, he, he crushed Kerry. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, come on. Some actor trying to become the president, <laughs> he'd kill him. That would never happen. <laughs> But yeah, so he sends him back. He sends people back, and the whole idea is just that he's setting it up to set himself up to be president in two thousand four. Oh fuck the plot! He does a split and he electrifies the whole floor and kills the guy. Is there a better scene in nineteen ninety four than that? Because that's amazing. Oh, I don't know. There's that great scene where he's like walk. Uh, he's going back into time, and that little time ripple that they do is great. Yes. For not having real CGI, I think it's great. And he immediately like is on the highway and there's a tractor trailer coming after me. Oh, he ducks ducks down. Yeah, that was like from the trailer. I remember when the trailer was out, that was one of the big shots, him ducking down into the big trailer truck. 
Um, but the trick in this one, the sort of time mechanic, is that he is himself. He has to go back in time and avoid himself. Right, because there's the paradox there. Yeah, because if he touches himself, existence melts in. Is that what they that's that's what they say in the movie? Yeah, because if he touches himself, right, there's a paradox and things die. I mean, obviously that wasn't a part of Avengers because he touched himself repeatedly. They fought each other. They fought themselves. Yeah, well, Avengers takes them their cues from Back to the Future. Right. Not from Time Cop. Who fucking cares, right? Um, that's just Aaron. He fell. He's okay. Um, I'm back, guys. Sorry. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I've had uh, at least 15 ounces of seltzer. That's hilarious. I'll probably cut that out. Maybe I won't just to fucking laugh at you. Um, fuck, now I'm lost. Well, we're talking about Avengers touching themselves. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. They. Oh, fuck. But that's Time Cop. And, like, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Good movie. Height of Jean-Claude Van Damme being Jean-Claude Van Damme. Killing it, owning the world. He's got the long hair in this one. And he's buffed out like a son of a bitch too. Well, this is when he was Giles. Yeah, he was Guile. Yeah, because this is a, right. He was this Guile. Is he was just right? Universal Soldier. This is like that time period where he rules the world. Yeah, and that is. was very brief. Well, I mean, come on. He's back. He's back now with his Tostitos commercials and stuff. But that other stuff was very, very brief. Well, now he's JCVD, so he's completely different. Give me a one. You know, we should have done this with the other movies, but I want to start this with these real quick because this is real quick. One out of ten. What do you got for Time Cop? Uh, I know that it's a terrible film. Yeah, but I love the movie. Yeah, I want you to judge it within the time travel type. Not out of. The, I don't want you to rank it against The Godfather. You know, but no. Among the ones that we've talked about so far, it's well, below them. Yeah. So I would say you know Back to the Future being like that nine because ten is impossible. Right. I would give Terminator two a ten. No, I wouldn't. I'd give Back to the Future one. A nine. And then they drop off precipitously. So, like, by the time you get to Back to the Future 3, it's less than Time Cop. Okay, just real quick, because I'm just going off now. Back to the Future 3 or Terminator 3? Um, Jesus. Exactly. Uh, VHS or DVD? Um, It's got to be DVD. If it's DVD, I'm going to go with Terminator 3, because I think the special effects will hold up a little bit better. And I don't have to see Back to the Future 3. Right, because who the hell wants to see that movie? Not me. Anyway, moving out of Time Cop, moving out of all that bullshit, because we gave Time Cop a nine, right? An eight? Uh, seven. We gave it a seven. Oof, that's tough. I would definitely give Time Cop a nine in the time travel pantheon, but I want to move on from that, because I want to get to one that's definitely a nine for me, and that's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wow, do I love this movie. It is so good. It's so good to go back to. It never gets old. I mean, I, I, I love this movie. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Well, this is that first movie, or maybe even the only movie, that Keanu doesn't act in. Yeah, he's just Keanu. He's just Keanu. Yep. <laughs> um, I love them both, and I love Alex Winter in this movie. I know they're making a new one, and I hope it's got more to do with time travel than the second one did, because I, I was not a fan of the second one. Bogus Journey is not even a good movie. I don't know. They played Death it's, in Twister. Yeah, Twister, that part, that was the only funny part of the movie. I, I, find, I don't know. I was a little crass. It didn't go over well with me, but excellent adventure. The way it's done, it's it's really campy. They know it's a joke, you know. Nobody's taking the movie seriously. You got George Carlin as um, what the hell's his name? You remember his name, Rufi? Uh, Rufius? Rufio? No, it's not Rufio. That's Peter Pan. Right? That's Rufus. Rufus. Uh, he's great, George Carlin. You know, you're in the George Carlin height of his being, a, you know, one of the best comedians around. Um, the, the the whole idea of the movie is 
completely ridiculous. That's great. That's I what love makes it. it so good. Well, I mean, come on, Wild Stallion. They go out and they 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 steal Socrates, Socrates, Socrates. Um, who else do they get? They get Joan of Arc. They get Napoleon. Eat the piggy. Eat the piggy. <laughs> uh, Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Yeah, which I love. Billy Kid. At this time, this is about the same time Young Guns comes out, which I, I love loved. Young right, Guns. exactly. Even the even the sequel is good. I like the sequel. Yeah, the sequel had the Bon Jovi song. That's why I liked it. I was super into that movie. Back also, then. there's a little bit of time travel in there. Now, it's storytelling and flashback, but there's. I you know I think we've already decided that that's no, we I can't do that. We can't do flashbacks because then it's like everything is time travel. I mean, a flashback is a is is time travel. You're Listen, I'm ju- I'm just trying to tie Young Guns Two into the podcast because I love that franchise. Right, right, and so Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 1989. I mean, great movie. Don't take it too seriously. Wild Stallions, baby. Uh, Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan. And Ted Theodore Logan, yep. But do you know? So you don't know what the third one is about? I think the third one is called um, ah, Music Something. What is it? Well, they're going there. It's with their kids now. And remember they're trying to write the song? Like that's their whole thing. They want to write the, the greatest song ever written. No, I don't remember that. Is that from the first one? Yeah, they're trying. That's they're trying to create the greatest song ever. I don't think so. I don't remember that. I remember. Um, what is the new? Are you looking at right now? What the, what the new one's called? It's called "Face the Music." Face the music, exactly. So you think they're gonna do like a Dumb and Dumber thing and ruin it completely? No, I don't think they're gonna ruin it at all. I mean, I think the you have Keanu Reeves back. You have Keanu Reeves back. Yes, you do. Yeah. And they need to create a song that will save life on Earth and the entire universe. Do you remember the cartoon? You ever been watching the Bill and no. Ted cartoon? Oh, it was so bad. I, I know there was one. I don't remember watching it. Do you remember it. the video game? The video game? No. The Nintendo sucks. I, most movie tie-ins. I think it'd be, we could go back to every game because it was a game for literally every movie we mentioned so far. Every one of them sucked. Yeah. There's not a, I don't care if you tell me the Terminator 2 shoot 'em up game was good. It sucked. In the arcade, it was fun because it, it you got the, a big gun, but big gun. It, that got old real quick. You know what I mean? Well, it got real old because it was like a dollar to play and then you died after 30 seconds. Right. I think Time Cop's one of those 16 bit platformers. You know, I mean, Super just, Nintendo, right? And, and Genesis, I believe. Genesis, oh, it was terrible. Probably Game Boy as well, but who cares? All garbage. Licensed games, garbage. I want to move on to the next movie um, The Time Machine, 1960. I love it. I don't know the last time you saw it. Last time I saw it was for like a class in college. It's so I, I, I love it so much more than the new one because you know we also watched me and you both watched the new one and that movie blows, dude. I wouldn't say I watched it. I would say I fell asleep hardcore. Like usually I might doze off while I'm watching a movie because it's usually like at the end of the night and I'm tired. This time I just fell right asleep. Woke up at the end going, huh? I think that the movie happened. It was such a missed opportunity. It's it's it, what they did with it was so bad. And they moved to the future so fast in that one. Like, the time travel was really quick. All of a sudden, he was in the future, and that was the rest of the movie. Yeah, it goes like six million years in the future, and civilization has restarted again. But somehow, they have five signs that have English characters on them, and they just decipher the entire language. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if um, in the newest one, because I spent most of the time watching the 2002 version playing Scrabble, so I didn't really pay attention to half the movie because it sucked. But um, the first one, the Morlocks, are the people who went underground after the big atomic thing that happened. And um, the people who stayed up there are the Elons or something they call them. So the Morlocks and the Elons are 
Uh, the Morlocks control them. I don't know. It's some convoluted story, but the first one's good. <laughs> 2002 absolutely blows, but that's the kind of movie I want. I want a movie with a time machine in that H.G. Wells fashion, but that bounces from time to time to time a lot faster. Because don't you think if you had a fucking time machine that you would want to go to a whole bunch of different times and see what, you know, go to the past, go to the future. Why does everybody go to one thing and just stay there? Because they're stupid. Like, oh, well, this sucks. Let me go back. I can do anything. I have a time machine. I'm not stuck in three million where these people are retarded. You want to pick up one of the hot chicks. I think um, in the 1960 movie, the girl's name is Weenus. Weena? Weena? Like, Weena? Who the fuck named this chick? He should have taken her with him because she was cute. Come on, honey. Let's go back to the 1800s now so we can go hang out and shoot guns in the Old West or to the 20s or see the dinosaurs. There's so many things you could do. Well, in the time machine, is is he able to go back in time or is he only able to go forward? No, he's able to go back in time too. He just never does because at the very end of the movie, he goes back in time, especially the, the, the original one. He goes back to his time with his, maybe with his wife. I'm not even sure now. I believe he does go back in time in the first one. I think it can go into the past too. He's a moron then. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you bounce around more? You know, and the, you know one other thing I want to talk about with the time machine because I, I could ramble on about this. I love the 1960 movie. What is the deal with the thing being in the same place and time just happening around it? Like, you, he never just shows up and there's a beam for a building right where the time machine is. What happens then? Is it one? How does that work? Uh, he's dead. I mean, like, because every time he moves, it's for some reason that one space is left empty. This giant space, which has got to be six by ten for this giant machine, is always empty, no matter where it is. Or, like, when he stops it, it just happens to be, like, in a parking spot. Yeah, exactly. Or it's in the middle of a big field, or there's buildings everywhere and people, but not right there. Like, what if he gets there and there's a person walking through the space that the time machine is taking up when it comes into this this part of, part of time? They Nobody die. Had, they no. die. They get they get destroyed. Do they get eviscerated? They just yeah. There's just blood everywhere. Wow. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I if there was one thing I wanted in the time machine, it was more blood. Uh, that was one thing I thought of. I tried Abacab, A-B-A-C-A-B-B, A-B-A-C-A-B-B. didn't work. Um, but, hey, you know, you get what you get. I love the time machine. That's all I got to say about it. You got anything else to say? Uh, you, you love the new one. I know that. I, the new one might be my favorite movie of the year. Well, Guy Pierce. I mean, he had a big career after that, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Wasn't he in that movie with that person directed by that guy? Yep. That's the one. I remember that. And then he won that award. We saw that that year at that theater. Yeah, yeah, we saw it there. I remember. In that was, place, yes. No, who fucking knows? I always, as far as I'm concerned, it could have been Guy Ritchie. You know, that, I, didn't, I didn't even know who the guy was, honestly. And I thought he was goofy looking. I, oh, the new one sucked. I could go on and on about it. But I just want to move on and forget it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about 12 Monkeys? 12 Monkeys, another good time travel movie. It's a little weird, the way the time travel thing works in that. It's hard to understand. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but... I do remember, like, Bruce Willis is in the future, and he's getting sent back to prevent something that happens, right? Well, there's, Some like, a virus outbreak. Right. And, and Brad Pitt's the guy who makes it, right? So is he the guy that makes it, or is he the guy that can, can, can cure it? No, I think Brad Pitt was the bad guy. Well, I thought, well he was the one who came I don't know. Tough movie to, like, follow, honestly. But I love it. I think it's a great movie. Well, I, you know, the thing that I always remember is him having putting spiders in his mouth. To save them so that he could do experiments with them. And then he keeps going back to this weird, like, I don't know. It was, what is it? What is the future? Is he in a mental hospital in the future? Is he a criminal or something? 
Do you he's remember? A, no, he's in a mental hospital. Okay. So is it even real? Good question. Well, I mean, it's a real movie. You know, it was what? a real, right, real but TV it, But within the movie, is it real to him? Like, is it something that's really happening, or is he imagining it? I don't know. I don't know. I like 12 Monkeys. Brad Pitt was in it. He was young. Bruce Willis was in it. I think this was after Bruce Willis tried to be a singer, which didn't work out for him. But, you know, God bless him. He's an, he's an okay actor. Loved him in Die Hard 1 and 2. Um, Pitt's okay, too. Everybody loves him. I think he's all right. 12 Monkeys. That's it. I got nothing. Uh, and they do that neat thing at the end where as he dies, um, Bruce Willis's character, whatever the guy's name is, he is like in the airport, but he's back in time or wherever. He may, I don't know if it's an airport. It might be like a subway terminal. He gets shot and then he dies in his own arms because the little boy is himself. Oh, really? And so he's like, I, and I don't know. Oh, I know. I do remember at the airport. That's a reoccurring scene they keep running. Yeah, I remember. And so it's like it's the thing that haunts him. For the See, rest I saw of it. Yeah. I promise, I watched it. I've seen it a few times. Actually, but I just haven't seen it in years. Um, and that's one that where Brad Pitt has uh, does a great job. Yeah, he he was good in that one. There's one where you're like, oh, he is a good actor. Yeah, okay. he's, he's not, not just, just eating good food. looking. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. Well, no, it's look at me. I'm eating food. Well, that was Troy. You ever seen Troy? No, every movie is Brad Pitt standing there going, I'm pretty, I'm going to eat some me. food. I love Troy. Um, yeah, you would. Anyway, next movie, great movie. I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. You haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine? I haven't. Hot Tub Time Machine is a movie you should go home and watch. And you too in the audience. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's a great movie. These guys, um, you know, they're older. They're, they're being nostalgic. They go to this place and Chevy Chase comes in. Chevy Chase sets the, the hot tub into a time machine. I know it sounds ridiculous. That's the funny part about it. They get in the hot tub, they party all night, they wake up there in 1985 again. Everybody, you know, all the aesthetics of the 80s, all the colors, everything's popping, the ski resort. And the kid who's the asshole who, like, runs the mountain security, he's like the jock douchebag kid. He's a prick to everybody, is Bucky Barnes in Avengers. Oh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, he was, and he's great, and he's such a good prick. Uh, good movie. I loved it. It it's was really cool. It's got Craig Robinson in it too. Craig Robinson, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a funny bastard. They're all funny bastards. Even the kid who's like the, the straight faced one is a funny bastard in that movie. Good movie. Hot Tub Time Machine. I'd put it up there in the pantheon of fucking great time machine movies. I think that's how bad the category is more than how good the movie is. But then what's the plot for it? Well, like the, what? What's the whole movie about? Uh, the movie's about him. Uh, doing something on the night of the dance, and you know, one of those. Is this, it like a bro comedy? There's this one thing. Yeah, it's a total bro comedy. There's this one thing that he's got to do. I can't even really remember the premise of it because I'm just there for the laughs, you know. Uh, so John Cusack. John Cusack's funny. He's talented. I like him. You should watch it. I'll, I'll, we'll get to it. I tried to watch it on the next podcast where we're not talking about this. We'll probably bring it up, and he'll probably mention it. But that's like, what it's all about. Listen, I'll I'll review it next week when we're talking about something else. It's a good one though. Um, you know another one I like is uh, Butterfly Effect. I think Butterfly Effect is a, is a great time travel movie, and it's done in its own weird kind of way. You've seen that, I've right? I've seen it. Yeah, that's Aston Kutcher. Yeah, that's a great one. That's when he, he'll he read his old journal journal entries, and he'll tr go back to that time period, which is crazy. And it's not just for a brief moment. It's like for good. He's back in that moment, and... He keeps going through different versions of it. Like he goes back one time and the mailbox blows up, blows his arms and legs off. So now in the future, he's all blown up and beat to shit. But then he reads himself back and changes it again. But the whole thing of the movie is that it's the butterfly effect. You change one little thing, one little thing changes everything. You throw a rock in a pond, 
the ripple effect. The ripples go on, you know, ripples in time. No, I think it's great. I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan of that movie. I always have. I think I watched it with you, actually. I love it, dude. I think it's a great movie. I don't remember watching it with you, but I do love it. I think it's one of the best movies. Yeah, and it's one where at the end he doesn't end up getting what he wants anyway, right? That's how it works. Which is great. I love a movie that doesn't end, you know, in a fantasy. Everyone gets to win. No, and I like, you know, you don't have to go to different time periods for me to love a time travel movie. Like, that movie just skips through his life. So different time periods in his life, and that's even, like, that's almost even better because you can do so much more with so, so you know, little effort as opposed to doing something in different time periods, you know? They did. It was a great movie. I wish they made a sequel with them, but um, they didn't. They made a sequel that I've never seen, The Butterfly Effect 2, straight to DVD. A schlubby merman's gonna try to get chummy. He may look like a watery wind When in fact he's a bloodthirsty shrimp In the year one million and a half Humankind is enslaved by giraffe I do want to rate the ones we've talked about before we move on. Uh, we finished with Time Cop. You gave it a 7. I give it a 9. What the hell you get a 7 out of? Uh, Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted's the nine to me. I agree. I think it's definitely a nine. I love the movie. Good one. The, the Time Machine 1960 for me is a nine. All right, so you're going to do the 1960. I'll do 2002 Time Machine. Yep. Um, I'll give it a four because I slept for about 40 minutes yeah, at the you back know, end of it. I wouldn't even give it that. I think it, they dropped the ball big time on that one, and I would say fuck that movie. That that would be like three or below. That would be on the fuck that movie list. I'm just rating the quality of the nap I got. Yeah, well, the, I had some good games of Scrabble while I watched it because, I mean, it just couldn't hold my attention at all. No, it's not. Oh, my God. I think we should, you know, let's just remove it from the list. 12 Monkeys. Um, 12 Monkeys, I'd give an 8. You know? I'm having a hard time with this one because I, I can't recall it the whole time. Right. Well, I probably <laughs> yeah. saw it in 96. Right? Yeah. It came out on, on VHS, not DVD. Um, Brad Pitt. And Bruce Willis, two people I like, two actors I like. So let's just give it around six. Round of six. Yeah, a six, yeah. I mean, the uh, 12 I, Monkey Army. Right? Uh, what did I give it, an eight? And you gave it a six? Man, you're tough. Well, they're not good. I could do a seven for it, for sure. Um, now, Hot Tub Time Machine, you can't rate because you haven't seen it. I'd give it an eight. I'll give it a ten. Uh, yeah, because you haven't seen it. I haven't it. seen it yet. But John Cusack. Butterfly Effect, I'd give it a nine. Uh, it was creepy as hell. The butterfly effect? Yeah, 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 I loved it. I just thought it's really one of my favorites on this whole list. No, seven. Uh, what about the jacket? You ever seen the jacket? Two thousand five. I've seen parts of it. So good. This is dude. the one with um, Adrian Brody. This movie is so good. And he like puts him in this straight jacket, and then he goes into in, the in the morgue. The, in the, yeah, it was crazy that like you know I I can't really remember the whole thing, but I know he goes to a hospital for some reason, and. This doctor does experimental treatments. Played the doctor's played by Chris Christopherson, who's also a musician as well, good actor. Uh, but what he does is he puts him in a straitjacket and he sticks him in the morgue box. Which right off the bat, you're having a meltdown because like you're stuck in the morgue box. That is scary as hell, claustrophobia. And he has these like flashbacks, these time travel moments where he goes back into the past or he goes into the future, almost through the panic attack he has being in that morgue box. And it's a fascinating movie. I, I really recommend The Jacket. I think it's amazing. 
Adrian Brody, who I really like, even though he's kind of lost his mind in recent, you know, 10, 15 years. But he was great back then in, in the piano and the jacket as well. Uh, the jacket's great. you got to see it. I do. Yeah, I'll eventually get back to watch it. It's one of those ones where it's like, this is just too heavy for the moment that I'm watching it. It is a heavy movie, for he's, sure. He's like a soldier or some shit. And I was like, he's dead. I don't know. I don't. And now I know it's going to be... Uh, dealing with a lot of emotions that I just don't want to watch. It's fascinating, though, it. because he goes into the future and, like, changes things in the future and then goes into the past and changes things into the past and how it affects, you know, what happens. It's a, a well-done movie. I really like it. One, It's another great recommend that I would give you the jacket. I'd give the jacket a nine. I love it. I've seen it a few times. You guys should check it out. And if you want, write in the comments that Aaron's an asshole until he watches these movies that are, you know, kind of a big deal in the time travel world. So you think I'm going to be an asshole up until the point I watch them, or do you think I'll just be an asshole after I watch them? Um, I think up until you watch them, because once after you watch them, we can talk about them. Life is good. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Life is good. Uh, what do you want to talk about? The Turtles movie? <laughs> no, I, that's another one of those third part in a trilogy that should just be cut from from existence. Should be abolished completely. I mean, with the turtle. Well, we have a whole th- podcast. Well, we're talking turtles. turtles three, but yeah, we, right. We have a whole podcast. Listen to that one. But Turtles three is not our favorite movie. Um, that's no. the one where they go back to the samurai age. And it could have been so good. Yeah, I don't know. They were like, it was like they were just trying to sell us toys at that point, and mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with it. I didn't like it when it came out. I like turtles. We do too. We do. We have a turtles podcast, so check that one out as well, guys. Uh, next on our list, I think, is Men in Black three. Loved it. I thought it was good. It was fun. I like the Men in Black series though, so I'm sort of a little biased in that. I think the first one's really good. I liked the second one. I thought the third one was better than the second one, and the third one's where they have the time travel. Josh Brolin is such a good actor. Yeah, that's what great. the his Tommy Lee Jones is uncanny. It's so good. He's like, I mean, he's really talented. And I love, what's his name in that movie? It's just Boris. What's his name? You know the bad guy? Yeah, I don't know his name, though. Uh, yeah, he's um he's in a movie called uh, Gentleman Broncos, which is a great, quirky indie movie from 2009. And uh, it's about this kid who writes a book, and he's the teacher, the professor, and he steals all the ideas. But it's like it's so ridiculous. It's that Napoleon Dynamite type indie film, exactly. Which I didn't care for Napoleon Dynamite, but I love this movie. No, this is good. It's got uh, Will Smith, who I used to love, mm. reprising a role that I thought he was great in. Yeah, he's always great in that role. That, that I think that role was made for him, though. Yeah, you know, written for him. Uh, this is a good one, though. It, it is one that's true time travel. Although they don't. You know, they don't do what we want, which is bounce back and forth. They just literally go back to whatever, like the yeah, 69. It was awesome, dude. You know, look, I really enjoyed it. The performances were good. I liked it. I liked the, I liked the, um, everything about that movie. I thought it was great. Great characters, kind of great plot device. You know, it's still the same kind of time travel where you got paradoxes and things you can say, well, what about this? But don't ask questions. Just enjoy the ride. It's a fun, fun movie. Yeah, it's not life-changing. I, I know Scorsese wouldn't call this film. I can't believe you said that. Can we just bring that up real quick? What the? F- what is wrong with him? I mean, I have so much respect for Martin Scorsese, but he's going to call these popcorn Marvel movies not film? Why not? Well, because they don't convey emotion, whatever the hell you were saying. Well, I don't want to be sad every time I watch a movie. You know what I mean? I don't, every movie I watch, I don't want the guy who is the protagonist to die. Like, I want happy... Sometimes you just want popcorn movies, and nobody does it better than Marvel. He's just butthurt. 
because he's not getting any Marvel movies, you know? He couldn't do it. He couldn't direct a Marvel movie. Right. The scope is too much for him. Well, he directed Joker. Oh, no, wait. They just directed it as if they were Martin Scorsese. You haven't seen Joker yet. Joker's I haven't amazing. Seen I'm one of the people who loved Joker. Not everybody loved it. So do you think he saw you know, any of the Marvel films before he commented? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's a great segue into... We're going to talk about Endgame, which is a really good um, time travel movie, but... I think I don't know why Scorsese said that, and I think he's backtracked a little bit since. He's no, you don't no, think he's no, not. I'm pretty sure he has. I'm pretty sure I read that he kind of went back and said, "Well, I didn't mean it like that, like you would typically see." I mean, that's kind of what people do these days, isn't it? Because you get buried, buried in the press if you say one wrong thing. I mean, if you everything you said was written down, you know how much trouble I'd be in. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, more John Woo's come out against them. John Woo, huh? Yeah. John who? Uh, he was a, a director. What did he even direct? I can't even remember. I remember him being like a 90s. Hard Boiled. A, a hot name in the 90s. Yeah, Hard Boiled, right? And he, so he, nothing that I saw. The Killer? Nope. Ch- you didn't see that one with Chinese Fat? That's a fantastic movie. Oh, so he was like a kung fu type movie guy? Yeah, he. and then he did. Oh, uh, you know, I do remember. I remember when John Woo was a big deal. I, I don't know if I've ever seen any of his movies. You should go back and watch The Killer. Jet Li? Did he do the Jet Li ones too or no? Those are just no, trying to be John Woo. Uh, he did Face Off though. Oh, yeah, he did Face Off. That's okay. That's probably why I remember them being such a big name. Face Off is tough to go back and watch. I'm sorry. When was the last time you saw Face Off? Uh, I don't know. I don't. If I go back, I'm not going back to watch that. I'm going back to watch, like, The Rock. It's bad. Face Off is bad. It, it, you can still watch it. It's that 90s pop. That was what, what a 90s popcorn movie was back then. You know what I mean? It was The Rock and Face Off and Con Air. And all those good Nicolas Cage movies. And he just happened to be in every single one of them. Being the same guy, mind you, in every one of them. Um, anyway, Avengers. We were going to talk about Avengers because that was... I loved what they did with the time travel in Avengers. I love Avengers, too. I, I Endgame, know. we're talking. Not just Avengers. We're talking Endgame. Right. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about Marvel slash comic book films because it's... Because we love, I love it, it. And I know it's a big deal right now in pop culture, so... But the we knew at the end of Avengers, um, we, we were going to sort of tie everything up in a neat little bow. We knew based off you know contracts and stuff. We knew we had a good sense of what was going to happen. If you if you're in the in crowd and you're paying attention and reading the dirt sheets, yeah, you're going to know all that stuff for sure. But I think you know they start out right away and they just lob the head off of Thanos. And yeah, that guy. Okay, so where does the movie go so from fun. here? Well, you it. Here's the thing. Once he snaps, the only way, there was only one way they were going to be able to do that movie, and it was time travel. Time travel fixes everything. You can do time travel, and time travel just, even though it makes more holes than it actually does sew things up, it it makes it seem like you're sewing up things that, you know, are holes, but you're just making more, like, grated cheese. Yeah, but with with Endgame, though, they could only, Endgame was the only movie that could do time travel the way that they did time travel. Because they had, you know, 10 years and whatever, 22 films to play with. Right. You know, and, and having that toy box to pull all those things out, they were able to tie up all of those stories at the end. Did a great job with it, too. I, I love Endgame. It's so fun. Right. Just the, you know, going back and, you know, Captain versus Captain. and Awesome. And sort of reliving the entire movie, cinema, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tony's dad. Oh, fantastic. Howard Stark, that part's like the best part of the whole movie. Oh, So, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed Endgame. I thought Endgame was great. I thought the way they did the time travel was great. I mean, I think everything that Marvel has done is great. I, I can't really complain about much of that whole thing. 
great uh, time travel movie right there. No, I love it. The thing that you get with Marvel is those awesome little scenes. Right. Like the scene when they go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, when Star-Lord is getting the power gem from uh, Morag. Yeah. And he, you know, he comes in and in the original movie, he's got the headphones on and the music is blasting, right? He's doing the come and get your love, right? And he's like dancing and singing. He steps on the frog. Yeah. But then in Endgame, when it's, um, when it's Nebula and they're just watching him, and there's no music, and he's sort of just like singing, and all you hear is just him singing. You don't hear the background music, and he looks like an idiot just like dancing. Oh, I love it. it. Made me laugh so hard. Well, I think that, um, yeah, I mean that that any, you know, that's kind of the Back to the Future thing, where you go back to things that are already happening, like the um, you know the whole New York thing, the Avengers, the first Avengers movie they go back to. That's when Captain America fights Captain America. And, you know, I, I loved it. I loved the whole movie. Thought it was great. Thought it was well done. Can't wait to see what they do in the future with that. Um, and, yeah, that's really all I can say with that. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really have to go at length about Endgame. But because we probably, I think we have in every single episode of this podcast we've done, we've mentioned we, Endgame. We have to, though. It's in such... some shape or form, Infinity War, Endgame, Marvel, you know, that's what we do. It's so good. But, yeah, so ranking it up there, um, I'm going to go nine. You're gonna go well. Did we did we rank Men in Black three? We don't need to. It's, oh, okay. It's third, right? It's Men in Black three. I I, I enjoyed it. You I want would, you want to rank for Men in Black three? I'd give Men in Black three and eight. Uh, I'm gonna go seven. Yeah, because you're, you're you're rough like that. Endgame is is a nine point five for me. I really enjoyed it. I think it's, I wouldn't give it a ten, but I really thought Endgame was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Nine. Okay, so we're staying, we're gonna agree <laughs> at nine. That's fine. Um, I want to. Uh, talk a little bit about the repeating subgenre with um, the movies like Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow, Source Code, things like that. Um, And I would love to start with Groundhog Day because Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Bill Murray in his prime, um, Harold Ramis, director, just an iconic movie. It's been copied many times. It's been parodied many times. Um, The songs, the setup, the jokes, I make the weather. Bill Murray, I mean, what else can I say? The movie is so good. Love Groundhog Day. I think we've watched that collectively at least a dozen times together. I remember going to the theater to see it when it came out and loving it. I, saw, I watched it in Gloucester, in the Gloucester Theater in our town, um, in our crappy little theater. But I, I loved it. I loved it the second I saw it. I was maybe 12 when it came out. Loved it. Love it now. It's Bill Murray at his best. Never gets old. You know, Bill. anytime you can get... Bill Murray to be dry and sarcastic in within the context of the film. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's Bill Murray. Race. That's how it should always be. You he know? doesn't have to really act. I mean, who knows? He could be really acting. I don't know him as a real person. I only know him as a movie actor. You know, Bill Murray just plays Bill Murray. You know, he's one of those actors who can just be himself. Samuel L. Jackson. They don't play characters. They play Bill Murray plays Bill Murray. Samuel Jackson plays Samuel Jackson, and you just fit the movie around Samuel Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the time loop genre, this might be the best one. Oh, it's easily the best one, and it's really the one that kind of, um, I don't know if I could say kicked it off, because I'm sure there's one before it that there was another time loop movie that I'm, I'm not thinking of. But um, it's, it's one of the best movies ever made. Just forget about time travel. And, like, you know, the, the, the iconic scenes in it. Um, 
him driving off the cliff with the groundhog. And I got you, babe, every time the clock and the same, you know, it's cold out there. Boys playing the same tape again. The big fat guy. You have to see the groundhog. I mean, the movie just Ned Ryerson. I could go on and on and on about this movie. I love this movie so much. It's like it never gets old to me. Oh, I love Stephen. What is it? Tobolowski, Tobolesky, whatever his name yeah. is. Oh, he's great. Um, the punks of Tony Phil. Uh, what is it? I can't even remember what he says. Seer of Sears, something, something. I mean, just every the movie is so outlandish and ridiculous, and I love every everything about it. Great job by Harold Ramis uh, directing it, and Harold Ramis was uh, Egon in the Ghostbusters films with Bill Murray. Just you know, kind of put a face to who he is. Great movie, Groundhog Day. Love everything about it. Unbelievable. I think that was Bill Murray's last great movie. You know, like a starring great movie. Yes. Oh, I don't know, but I mean, can I you name a movie that since Groundhog Day that he did that would be up around there? Lost in Translation. Uh, yeah, what's the other one too? He did the other one. Uh, what's the Steve Sisu one? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking Life about. Life Aquatic. That Life was Aquatic. good, but that wasn't Groundhog Day good. Like I would put Scrooge up there with Groundhog Day. I love Scrooge in my Bill Murray movies that I think are great. You know, in that time period. So you you, you wouldn't say like Bill Murray as. Garfield would be up there? No. They, I, I don't even like Garfield. I never have. He does nothing for me. Just, uh, but he hates Mondays, and I hate Mondays. Well, me too, and I, he loves lasagna. I love lasagna too. He doesn't do it for me. You know, I'd rather hear about Odie, the dog. What's happening with him, bro? What's going on, O? What are you up to? Fuck the fat cat, you know? Anyway, um, <laughs> one that came out recently, Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? Yes. So I, I, I watched Edge of Tomorrow for one very specific reason. What's that? Well, so you remember the movie when it came out? The poster was like, live, die, repeat. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the trailer. I'm not necessarily interested. In, and then like halfway through the trailer, you realize that you get to watch Tom Cruise die multiple <laughs> hundreds of times. And I was like, I'm so in. So true. So true. Like, not that I hate Tom Cruise. I kind of do. I just, I don't care for him yeah. anymore. He's sort of lost that. It's, it's, don't, don't, okay. Here's my thing with Tom Cruise. I, I'm indifferent. Like, he doesn't, I, I've never, even back in the day, you'd never say, ooh, Tom Cruise is in this. You got to go see this. That never, to me, that was like, I, I don't like Tom Cruise like that. I'll go see a movie he's in. I won't go see a movie he's in. He's not a draw to me. And I think they think that he's a draw. I mean, if you see a movie with Tom Cruise, is that a draw to you? No. There's nothing for me. I'm not like, yeah, let me go see that. Uh, I mean, I loved him in early stuff like Top Gun. Who didn't? Of course. Risky business. I don't know. Right. His teeth kind of bothered me, but it's well, all just good. that he has that space right in the middle, like dead center. Of his, yeah, it's weird. He is a little weird. With but a tooth right dead center, not the space. We all have the space. He's, um, <laughs> he, um, he was good, though. Edge of Tomorrow was great. That's what we're talking about is Edge of Tomorrow. I love this movie. This is the Groundhog Day, but in a war zone type thing, you know? And the way they explain it kind of made sense and, and, you know, within the context of the movie where he gets sprayed by the thing. What's it called? A mimic? Yeah, the mimic. And he has to keep repeating it until something happens. Um, I don't really remember, though. Well, they have to make it back into the center. They destroy the mimics, don't they? Right, but isn't there a way that he can stop the time loop? Like, doesn't it eventually stop for him when he only has one life left? Once he gets outside of the loop, isn't it? Because they have they have to travel to somewhere, like to somewhere. It's like in London or something, right? 
Yeah, something like that. I, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I love Edge of Tomorrow. I think it's a great movie. Um, it's one of the last Tom Cruise movies I actually like. You know, that and Minority Report. I love them. Thought it was good. Um, what about Source Code? You ever seen Source Code? Source Code, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's another one, another time loop one that is sort of based off military. Yeah. Where it's like, it's you such know, a good one, though. You know, he's on the train and he knows the train's going to get blown up, and his job is to, but he's already dead. That's the weird thing about the movie. He's already dead, but somehow they got his. They take his consciousness and they put it in the computer. And they just keep repeating the same thing over and over again, which is weird. He eventually gets out of it, right? Yeah, he figures it out. He figures out that, um, well, it starts out with him figuring out like how much time he has left, and he doesn't quite realize he's on the train. And then, then he's like, "All right, I only have a minute and a half," and then or whatever it was like two minutes, and he's like sort of observing the entire train. I really loved it. I, I mean, I lo- any movie like that, you can catch me every time. But d- is it just me, or do, do you get Jake Gyllenhaal and Jared Leto messed up? No, not at all. No, why do I always do that? Um, because you think one's a good actor and one's not. Who's the other one? So Jake Gyllenhaal is the one who plays Mysterio, right? Yes. And Jared Leto plays the Joker. Sure. Who's the one in Donnie Darko? And Donnie Darko? Is that Jake that's Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal as well, yeah. But that's okay. young, young Jake Gyllenhaal. So what was Jared Leto in back then? And why uh, do I 30 get them seconds mixed to Mars. Up? I don't know why I get them mixed up so much. They always like, I've never seen Donnie Darko. I know Donnie Darko's a, a time travel movie as well. But it is, but it's weird. He's got like, he's like all fucked up on drugs and he's yeah, yeah, seeing this I've weird. tried, I've tried. The people always rant and rave about how good that movie is. And I just, I, I've tried and it doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. I guess it's a hard one to really get into. You know? I watched it when it came out because it was the cool thing to watch. Yeah. But what are that was 10, 15 years ago, and I didn't go back to it. I haven't bought it on anything. The sign of a movie for me that's good is I bought it, whether I watch it again or not. Right. And if I don't buy it, I didn't think it was good the first time I watched it, and I don't own that one. So. But I love, you know, Source Code was great. You know, he gets on the train. He tries to stop it from blowing up, and it continually blows up and blows up and blows up, and it sounds like it would just be like the same thing over and over again. But they did a good job with it. I really enjoyed it. I would give a recommend to Source Code. 2011 movie starring Jared Gyllenhaal or some guy, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Jarhead, right? Jake Gyllenhaal, Jarhead? Yeah, Brokeback Mountain. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's a great actor. He is a great actor. Prince of his Persia. eyes bother me, though. And his sister, I can't stand. Um, I don't like Maggie Gyllenhaal at all. Well, she was in Dark Knight, right? She was. She was Katie Holmes in The Dark Knight, wasn't she? <laughs> yes, she was that, Katie was, that was a character? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to talk couple, about a couple movies that I really like. That are time travel-ish, but they're not exactly time travel. I wouldn't put these exactly in a time travel um, category. And the first one I want to talk about is Pleasantville. Love Pleasantville. Pleasantville is such a good movie, right? Oh, I didn't see that movie until maybe five or six years ago. I'd never watched it when it first came out. It didn't appeal to me. And one time I just happened to catch it, um, probably on you know TBS or something on a Saturday afternoon. And I loved it. I've loved it ever since. Oh, this is a great one. William H. Macy, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the time, Spider-Man himself. Reese, Reese Witherspoon. So, no, this is before Spider-Man. This is 98. Yeah, yeah, this is before Spider-Man. This is when uh, they're just kind of both bouncing onto the scene. Um, I love the premise of this movie. You yeah, know, they always were, it was like Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, yeah they yeah. get sucked into the TV show. And... Um, then you get the whole color thing, like they start changing people and like. Well, once there's like there's glitches in the matrix, right? Because right. what it's um, what's his name? I don't remember the character's name, so we'll just go with Tobey Maguire. Like he's like the know it all. Like I know everything about the show. This is my favorite show. 
they get the repairman who comes and like fixes it because they they can't watch it. Like that part's a little hazy on me. Yeah, but he does some voodoo magic, and they get sucked into the TV show. And every time something happens that's not supposed to happen, somewhere in Pleasantville, color is added. So that exactly, and she it. starts banging kids, right? And they start changing color too. Yes, they, yeah, they something like that. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I just want to say, like, I could do a whole podcast on people getting sucked into t- TV shows because any movie like that, you got me. What's that movie from back in the day? Uh, stay tuned. Oh, that stay movie? John tuned. Ritter. Oh, I love. They stay get sucked tuned. into the TV show. Uh, what's the other one? Isn't there one more? With when who? they when they get sucked into the TV, is that the one with John Lovitz as a bad guy? John Lovitz as a mom bad. and dad saved the world. Do they get sucked into the TV show? Something like that. I don't know if they get sucked into the TV, but I do remember that one. Yeah, mom Stay and tuned. Are... Great, though. I mean, just you suck somebody in the TV, I'm watching it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this is great. I mean, you, you see, it's it's a movie that has a lot of subtext to it. It does. Um, and, I, and I like that about a movie that's smarter than, than what's on paper. Um, and we won't go into that because this isn't one of those kind of podcasts. But there's a few great scenes that, in this movie that I like. Um, the guy does the new drawing, and they post it, and he puts it on the window, and everyone freaks out. Right. Love it. Um, they start doing the, the book burnings because they're in color, which love makes me always think of you know being in middle school and them trying to teach us about book burnings in Europe and stuff. I don't know why I like that. I don't know. Because uh, you're a heathen? I'm a, I'm a heathen, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a heathen. I'm a big fan of it, too. Um, I think they did a great job acting it. They did a great job putting it together, and that whole you know, they go into this TV show where everything is 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 strictly conservative, and they start changing things and changing people, making things a little more liberal, and all of a sudden people start changing color. It's a reflection of, you know, what's happening. I, I loved it. Right, like I can't said, wait to go back and watch it again. Was, I haven't watched it in a few years. So as soon as people start having sex, they start turning into color. That's what happens, baby. Then they, you know, then they start having babies. I don't know. Well, then you get the scene where, you know, she um, enjoys her own company in the bathtub and all of a sudden she's in color. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, she's masturbating. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I guess we went from 80s PG to 80s PG-13. As we do, baby. Uh, great movie. Love it. Can we, real quick before we move on, just I want to make sure we rate everything. Starting out with Groundhog Day. Uh, nine. Groundhog Day is a 10 for me. Uh, no such thing as a perfect I movie. I give Groundhog Day a 10. On a scale of what? 1 to 10. So you say it's perfect. If I could give it an 11, I'd give it an 11. It doesn't have to be perfect to be a 10 on my list. I'm not ranking the greatest movies of all time based on where I think they should be. I'm taking about how much I like it. Enjoyability. Easily a 10 for me. Um, right. Think of it as like the old GamePro magazines. This is like a 5.0, so I'm like, bah! Like a screaming little emoji, remember? <laughs> right, so then only Mario 64 gets a perfect exactly. score. Exactly. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it had to be by Nintendo. Um, so, yeah, I, we had um, Avengers Endgame. I gave a 9.5. You gave a, a 9. A 9. Um, and then now Groundhog Day. I'm going to give it a 10. You're going to give it a 9? Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you know, you're impossible, but... Edge of Tomorrow, what would you give it? Uh, well, the fact that you get to see Tom Cruise die over and over and that over That should be a point over. every time. Right. If I did that, it'd be like a thousand. <laughs> it's, it's a 50. <laughs> um, but I do like, you know, it's the idea of traveling in time, they, back, in, back in time, like stuck in that loop. You have this giant mech suit. There's aliens. I mean, it, it's got to be like a seven or an eight. Let's go eight. It's you give it an eight? I would, 
I would give it an eight too. I really like it, but it's definitely an eight. There's some flaws in it. And source code, I would give an eight too as well. I, I, I like, like Jake Gyllenhaal, so I, I'm right up there with that too. Again, it's the same idea, you know. It's soldiers, time travel. You right. Know, there's a little bit of detectivist in it, detectivism in it. I don't know. What would you, how would you say that? Uh, I have no idea. Sleuthing. Let's call it sleuthing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Um, I'd, I'd give it an eight as well. So now we can move on because we have to rank them. One more movie in the barely time travel thing, which is one of my favorite movies ever, is Frequency. Have you ever seen it? I've seen it. Oh, it's so good. Frequency is a movie that was released in 2000 with Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. I'm a big fan of Jim Caviezel. I like him. Um, this movie is... The father died a long time ago in the, in the 60s, I believe, in a fire. He was a firefighter. And somehow the son finds an old radio and he can contact him and he can talk to him. And eventually they realize that he's talking to his father back in the day and he can hear himself as a little kid in the background while he's talking to his father. Um, and they use that to base this whole movie around and him saving what happens, and it, but how it also changes things in the future while he's talking to his father. Frequency is an amazing movie, something you should definitely be watching. If you haven't seen that movie, you have to see that movie. Kind of time travel. There's really no traveling in time, but he is. They are talking across time. Yeah, I think that's a great device. You know, especially the fact that he, he gets to talk to himself as a kid, right. right? Which is sort of neat. And I think when you watch a movie like this, you sort of have to be in a specific mindset. Like when this came out, you had kids and you watched it. I enjoyed it. I love it. Right. It's great. Uh, it does. I, yes, it gives you a different perspective. I get that for sure. So I'm sure if I went back and watched that now, it'd be a whole different experience for me where I could connect with Dennis Quaid's character whatever whatever his name is in the film you know with the idea of you know of wanting to reconnect to a lost father you know, there's right. a set of emotion that I, I don't think you can quite get until you've had a child um, so I'm going to give it a zero because I haven't <laughs> seen it <laughs> um, it deserves a one just based on the fact that I like it All right, well, we'll give it a one uh, I'd give frequency a nine uh, maybe an 8.5. How about 8.5? I love Frequency. I think it's a great movie. Um, and I think right now we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll kind of wrap things up in our time travel retrospective of movies that we love. See you on the other side. All right, guys, welcome back. We are talking time travel, and we're talking about some of our favorites, some ones that I've never seen, some that John have never seen, and uh, we're going to start that again. Well, I think I saw most of them. You've, I just didn't see any of them. You know, I mean, there's just a couple of ones that you need to go back and see because they're really good. The Jacket, um, Hot Tub Time Machine, things like that. But I want right now we want to talk about what? Less significant movies that are still time travel movies? Well, I think movies that have time travel in them as an element, but don't necessarily drive the story. Right. And I think there's a little bit of mix in there because um, some of the ones that we got on our list here do use it as a device in the story plot, but don't drive the entire story. Right. So like one, for instance, like X-Men Days of Future Past. 
So Kitty Pride somehow gets the power to send him back in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, isn't this this whole movie is based on the time travel part, though, isn't it? Right, but it's it. Fuck. Oh, that's John's phone. He's going to answer it, and we'll record whoever it is on the podcast. <laughs> we are so keeping that too. Don't call me during the podcast. It's too bad it wasn't your ringtone. I wasn't, mean, you, don't call me no more. You never know. <laughs> When we're going to do the podcast, so that means don't ever call me, okay? Because I may be podcasting at all times. Someone should tell John that phones have a silent mode. Yeah, and a do not disturb mode, but whatevs. We've gone through this once with the computer, which I'll have to edit out. I'm not even going to edit this one out. I deserve all the ridicule, ridicule, and ridicule. scorn. Yes, ridicule. Um, anyway... So yes, X-Men and Days of Future. But the whole movie isn't back and forth. It's that same thing, sort of like Terminator, where they just send one guy back. Yes. And, uh, you know, speaking of this movie, because the movie didn't do a lot for me. I thought it was okay. The storyline I love. It's an older X-Men storyline, Days of Future Past. I love what they did with it in the cartoon show that I've been watching like crazy lately on Disney+. Plus. That 90s Marvel cartoon is amazing. Um, they did that, Days of Future Past. And that was a comic story in the 80s, right? Yeah. Cable, uh, Bishop. Yeah, old older Logan in that, the future, who is the last surviving member of the X-Men. They've been right. hunted down and killed. And then they uh, have to go back in time. And that's on the, the 94 X-Men show. That's where you see Bishop come back in time, and he doesn't remember anything, and he's got to kill... Um, was it Gambit? Because Gambit's going to kill the president, but it's not really Gambit. It's Mystique. And right. See, I'm not at it yet, so I can't wait to get into it. I've 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 watched about seven episodes of that because, like, when I got Disney Plus the other day, that was the first thing I saw, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen these episodes in years, so I've been watching them. Yeah, what we did the same thing. We turned it on, and it was like X Men. I know Spider Man. Like, where do I start? Um, good one. Uh, Days of Future Pass, okay. Didn't I'd, care for it. I'd give it a six, you know? Yeah, no, five. Yeah, I, I, I can go with five, too. It did nothing for me. I mean, I, I don't know. It's fun that Wolverine goes back in time, and that they made the right move of, like, let's take our best character and send have, it back. Have you heard that they're trying to get Wolverine back? I mean, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again? I hope not. He what? retired. Wolverine's not supposed to be tall like that, okay? Wolverine's supposed to be like five foot two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's like a stocky little Wolverine. Stocky Canadian. You know, and his hair sticks up like this. That's why he's got those big horns on his mask, right? I assume. I would imagine. Right? Because when know. he takes his mask off, his hair is still shaped like the mask, <laughs> especially in the cartoon. It's hilarious. I think maybe the hair came after the mask. Yeah, though, maybe it grew that way into it. The hair was retconned. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, moving on, Doctor Strange had some time travel elements in it. Yeah, again, another movie that uses time travel, but not really. Right, well, it's only because he has the time stone. It's not a significant amount of time that he travels. Right, but it's a, it's a great use of it. I loved it. You know, I, the, the CGI for it and the effects, especially when they're on I the I love the movie in general. I, I, I like Benedict Cumberpatch. I like just saying his name, Benedict Cumberpatch. Um, um, he's awesome. He's a great, I, Sherlock Holmes, fantastic. But in this movie, they use it uh, and they effectively use it as a tool to differentiate it from Inception. Right. Because Inception, they do all that other shit in the Mirrorverse, but they can't go traveling in time. Right. But Inception, they just went on and on and on with it. I mean, God damn, there's another level. Are you kidding me with this fucking movie? Uh, so, yes, that's another good one where uh, they use time travel. 
It's yeah, it's it's, it's a small plot device. It's, it doesn't have that much significance in it, but it kind of does, and it it takes shape even beyond Doctor Strange into the the Avengers movies and stuff, that Time Stone and all that. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. It's great. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones, honestly, and I don't think it gets a lot of credit. Now to a movie that I didn't enjoy because well, can we rate this one first? We just did. We said it was awesome. Well, I mean, in numbers one oh, to ten. nine. You're gonna give Doctor Strange a nine? I loved it. I love it. I'm agreeing nine. Uh, one that we don't care for because we're not Trekkies, but Star Trek Four: Voyage Home. <laughs> now, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't one where they have to go back in time to save the humpback whales. Well, yes, they go back in time from their time period to 1986. Uh, was it 86 New York or Los Angeles? That's what they would do back then. And the, yeah, they got to get the whales for some reason. I don't know. It's worth a watch because it's you know the original Star Trek cast, but. Not something I've ever seen or probably ever will see. I've watched it, and that's the only reason it came up on my list of movies. Cause I remember it being, and it might not even be, hopefully someone can correct me. I could look it up, but I'm not going to do that. Can correct and say, no, it's not about going back in time and saving the whales. It's about Khan? It's I don't know. F- it's Star Trek. Oh, I don't really it's care about who Star cares? Trek. You know what I mean? It's Star Trek. It's the same premise. I haven't seen, out of all the Star Trek movies, just to go off topic for one second, even though we're still kind of on it, I've probably seen three of them. You know, I've seen Generations with the Picard and Shout No One. I've seen two with, you know, Wrath of Khan. I probably watched the first one. That's I really haven't seen the other ones. Is there there is one that I've seen that's part of the old Star Trek? I don't remember which one it is. It's I remember the cover, it was like white and uh there's like light beams coming up. Is it like insurrection or something? Or is that one of the new ones? I thought that was one one of the new ones. Uh but just to segue, you know, in a good way, Star Trek two thousand nine. That had some time travel elements. It was kind of like... Insurrection. Insurrection is the right one. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. something more important. Star Trek 2009, which was a great movie. Great job by J.J. Abrams. Um, had time travel elements in it. It had the whole, you know, it's a totally different timeline. So it's running alongside the other one, which is just a little bit of ahead of it. That's why Captain Kirk is old and, and Spock is old. But they're also in this timeline that we're watching now. Loved yeah. it. Oh, that was great. I like the whole cast. Um, what I, I did... The thing I had a hard time with the time travel is I'm not that big of a Trekkie. As a matter of fact, I'm the opposite of a big Trekkie, which would be a non-Trekkie. Are you, are you like a complete non-Trekkie? You don't even like the old show? No, I can't. Oh, I, I can't lo- do it. I love the old, um, you know, the 60s William Shatner Star Trek. Love it. Oh, I can't do it. Really? I've tried. Yeah? Uh, nothing. Did you ever watch Next Generation? No, not really. Wow. See, I love that show, too. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not a Trekkie. I probably like it a little more than you do, but I'm not really up on it either. I'm more of a Star Wars guy as opposed to a Star Trek guy. Yeah, and, and me too. And I always thought from the world I come from, you can't be both. That's how it always was, but I guess nowadays you can be whatever you want. So, you know, be who you want to be. Love I love you, you regardless. Um, <laughs> Star Trek 2009 is a recommend big time for me. I thought it was a great movie, and I would give that movie a nine. I really like that movie. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. Well, I, a, I agree. Nine, going nine on that? We'll go nine on Star Trek. And Star Trek Four, I give it a fucking zero, and not based on the fact that I haven't seen it, on the fact that who cares? We're done. You know what I mean? We've moved on from you. Wrath of Khan was good. Three and four were garbage. Moving on. Well, I didn't get to rate it. Wow. Apparently, okay. only your rating. Oh, no, rate four. Rate four. I give it a zero. <laughs> I figured we were just in agreement on that one. That's we why are. I took the podium on that. Uh, what about Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, I love Harry Potters. I, I love all of them. I don't agree with that. I think when it comes to Harry Potter, just specifically stay with Prisoner of Azkaban for this one question. 
I'd say it's the best one. It's my favorite Harry Potter movie. And the time travel elements are, again, like not excessive. It's not a lot of time. They're traveling in small. Well, you know, the thing that they do a good job is you don't know that it's time travel until the end. Right. Until they have to use it for the last. Oh, that's know. when they show you that Hermione was going and changing yeah, all she's kinds using of the things. Time yep. Yeah, I remember seeing this because I saw the first three Harry Potters in the theater because my son was young at the time and really loving this one. Uh, who, uh, Sirius Black. Who plays Sirius Black? Gary Oldman? Yeah, Gary Oldman. And, and you don't even know it. Like, you wouldn't even know it. He's such a good actor. Um, everything about that. The first three Harry Potters in general, I love, love, love the first three Harry Potter movies. I think they're great. After that, they kind of lose me. Four kind of lost me. Four had some time travel elements in it, too, didn't it? I guess the whole series kind of did, didn't it? No. No? Nope. Half-Blood Prince? Nope. Didn't they go back and, and, and get Dumbledore back? or Nope. Okay, so he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Okay. Um, but what they do, they use the pensive. I don't even know what that means. So it's like a big that of like almost looks like Mercury where you put your memories in. And oh, so, you, so you can go into it and re, relive the memories. Oh, so it is a time travel. It's a flashback. Of some it's a flashback, sort. Yeah, yes. oh, So we're going to categorize it as a flashback. Well, flashback movies will come another time. But they're not even. It's just like a, they're little parts of it where it's like, hey, I got to remember what happened here. Right. Would, just, you, would you put it in, what, what do you think is the best Harry Potter movie? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it, they, they're different books than the movies. We're not talking books. We're not nerding out right now. But that, <laughs> not nerding out on Jesus. Harry Potter. Well, I have a hard time separating the two. You yeah, know, it's one of those it's things. Pretty easy. One you read for three weeks. The other one you watch for three hours. Unless it's Deathly Hallows, then it's like nine hours. Oh God, I, I nothing about those movies was good for me. The second one far better than the first one. The first one was wildly terrible. I like the Order of the Phoenix. I would not even put that up there. But that's the first time you get to see, like, really get to see wizards battling. Yep. Right. You know, you have the Voldemort is, like, really back. You know, he was back in the other ones, but he didn't have his Voldemort snake-like form. He doesn't get that until the end of the Goblet of Fire. Yep. So I like that one. That's when, you know, you see wizards, you know, what are they, auras and wizards. Is that five? That'd be five, right? Yeah. Four was Goblet of Fire. Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't. I did not. Four and five did nothing for me. I really liked six. Half Blood Prince, I thought was really good. That's when Dumbledore gets killed. Um, you know, this uh, six is the one Dumbledore dies. When does he die? End of the Order of Phoenix. No, no, he dies in the Half Blood Prince. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty sure. I don't care. We can agree to disagree. We've done it before, which means we completely disagree. Um, Anyway, that's Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, the, the whole series. We love Harry Potter, and Prisoner of Azkaban is notable because it's got a lot more time travel elements in it than the other ones. Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, your rating? Uh, eight. I'll go with eight. I like eight. Eight, I can, eight can work for me on that. What's next? Uh, well, we can do the same thing we did with the time machine. We have Planet of the Apes. Oh, baby, I love. So love. we can do 1968 Planet of the Apes. You mean the one that means something that is incredible and a cultural icon? Or uh, 2001? You or mean 2002? Mark, you mean Mark Wahlberg breathing and just awful, awful, awful movie? Tim yeah, Burton, like oh god. But uh, it, it has a special place in my heart. Yeah, right at the bottom of my asshole where I shit, okay? That's where that, that movie sucks. I don't want to explain anatomy and physiology to you, but <laughs> your heart and your asshole are not near each other. No, but I, I, it's where I saw this. I saw this one in the theater in Kaneohe, 
in Hawaii. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we were at the, for the, that summer, and I saw it on the. Did it make it any day. better? Uh, they had this massive, uh, like you know, they used to do these like setups. They weren't posters; they were like displays. So they'd be like, you know, an eight foot by twelve foot display. Yes, loved them. They had one of those in the theater, and it was just, you know, it's Marky Mark, and it's like that blue and black and shiny metallic, and there's apes everywhere, and it's like, wow, this is awesome. And that's what I remember. Yeah, the makeup was great. And, and, I, and I got red vines. I don't know what that means. Well, red vines are like Twizzlers. Only we get Twizzlers around here, but right. they had red vines out there. How were they? Better than the movie. Yeah, the movie was sucked. But the 1968 movie with Charlton Heston, I adore this movie. It's 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 one of my favorite. It might be my top ten favorite movies of all time. I love it. And the thing about this one is, you don't know that it's time travel until the very end of the movie. You know, when he gets there at the very end and you see the Statue of Liberty in one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. Um, Charlton Heston, I was here the whole time. I'll play it for you guys. Uh, we're not going to hear it now, but I'll play it for you right here. Oh, my God. I'm back. I'm home. All the time. We finally really did it. You maniac! You blew it up! Damn you! God damn you all to hell! And you can see that in that scene, capturing the whole movie to realize that, wait a minute, we've traveled hundreds or thousands of years into the future, even though we thought we were going to a different planet, you know? Because they took off in space to go to another planet, I believe. Yes. Ended up crashing and time traveling somehow, and you find out at the end, great. Love that movie so much. Charlton Heston's great in it. The, the apes are great in it, or well, the people, whatever you want. The people who play the apes are great in it. Good movie. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't give us a damn you dirty apes, or whatever he says. Um, that'll be, yeah, uh, in post I'll put it in. Get I'll your hands you off would me. Give us. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. Uh, I love Charlton Heston. Charlton yeah, great Heston, movie. So good, yeah. Plan, I mean, I would give Planet of the Apes easily a 9.5. I like it that much. I like even the sequels that much. Uh, bat, beneath the Planet of the Apes, all of them. Well, I mean, once you get to like conquest and battle, I think you can, you can see that they're just reusing like the same suits and they're yeah. sort of raggedy and they got no more money and they're just like, all right, fuck it. Hey, can we just churn one more out? Yeah, well, just you know, we'll just put a little duct tape over that and we'll color it in brown. And you won't even know that it's the ripped suit. That is classic. What's your rating? Uh, I'm gonna go with nine. I love this movie too. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Um, it, it really is. There's a few more on here that we want to talk about, though, right? Well, for movies, I think that sort of wraps up the movies. I mean, yeah, we, I we think talked it does. about everything. I mean, I mean, there's, there's other ones. But. There's like Next with like uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, Next. Right, exactly. There's Looper. Looper. Next. Oh, but Looper. I haven't watched Looper. I, I, I think I tried to watch it, and it was kind of, it's, it's a real slow burn in the beginning, which kind of turned me off. It was Joseph Gordon Lovett. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, you love it. That's for sure. Um, but we don't have to talk about it. It's Bruce Willis. We can move forward. Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's what I got. I know there's other movies. Um, I've seen, like, Primer's one they talk about a lot. Yeah, there's other time travel movies that I really haven't seen, and they don't have enough pop culture significance, really, for me to talk about them at the time. Maybe another podcast will do a other movies that, no, we're never going to do We're it. not going to do that. We're going to move on. This is our list. This is what we consider to be, some of them we consider to be good time travel movies, and some movies that... Uh, just shouldn't have been made. Yeah, and they're not even really time travel movies. They're lying to us, you know? Well, right. It's a lie. So let's go to TV shows, because there's been some TV shows that 
I see you wrote down here in the notes. I got a bunch of TV shows because I like TV, and we don't we won't spend much time on the TV. We'll just sort of talk about the TV shows because many of them you're not going to have seen, right? Like Umbrella Academy. I'm assuming that is something to do with Resident Evil. <laughs> Umbrella <laughs> Academy is based off the comic book, so this is where I lose you. Yeah, but you might like it. It's well, um, it's current comic books is where you lose me because yeah, you know you're a lot. You get a lot more deeper dive into those than I do. It's Garth Ennis, which you might you might know Garth from My Chemical Romance. This is another great show that it's sort of uh, chasing apocalypse. So it's a group of like children that all across the world are all born at the same time. Well, it's a family of former child heroes, isn't it? Like yeah, now they're, they're grown apart, but they need to reunite again to protect the, the world. In this story, so the I base, mean, not verbatim, but basic <laughs> basic story is that you know they're all born at the same time with special powers. There's twelve of them. I think it's twelve. I don't, I don't remember the number of them. There's twelve, whatever, born at the same time, and this really eccentric rich guy gets them together, and they all have different powers, and they sort of go like X Men style, mutant academy. Yep, and then they drift apart, and then you get into the story where one of the kids is able to teleport but he teleports into the future and sees that the world is sort of destroyed, and then he f- figures out a way to get back in time. And it's a Netflix show. It so is you can watch it in 4K. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's in 4K. At pretty much most of the stuff on there is in 4K, especially if it's a 2019 show. It should be in 4K. Yeah, I don't think it is, though. Uh, Arrow is another one that uses time travel because it, you know the whole show is based off the five years that Oliver Queen is on the uh, island. Is this another... Um Hulu Netflix type show. This one, nope. This was a CW show. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, I've heard of it. Yep. This has got uh, what's his name? Not Robbie Amell. Stephen Amell. Robbie's his brother. Uh, that's another great one. But it's not necessarily time travel. But they use time travel to inform the present. You know, so you go back and like, oh, this is how he knows the Russians, and they go through this sort of story. They, it's a neat plot device because anytime they need something. They can just reach back and go, oh, yeah, he learned about it on the island. Is it still on or is it something They're that's in the final up? season. Oh, they are. Yeah. So it's been going since 2012. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's the one that spawned all of those shows, so like The Flash, yeah. Supergirl. Is it a superhero character based on a yeah, it's existing a, superhero character? Yeah, Green Arrow. Oh, it is. It's green. I, I, I thought that. I wasn't going to say that because it doesn't say Green Arrow. Well, the name of the show is Arrow. Right. Uh, Doctor Who is another one of those shows that does time fell. And I, I, I've i never watched it. I tried. I it's tried. a British show. It is the BBC show, yep. and it's it should be really good. It's been going on for a long time. So it's, it's been, been since the sixties. Yeah, it's been a, a long time. And it's called. something like I should be all over the show, but I've never watched it. I, mean, I think if they had it in, a, in the United States, and it was more prominent, maybe more marketed, I would love it. I'd be all over it because I'm all about time travel. I don't know why that thing's called a TARDIS. I don't know what what, what is a TARDIS. Is it a phone booth? What is a TARDIS? Well, the, the the TARDIS is the phone booth. There's a name. I think the TARDIS is an acronym for something. Time augmenting reality, tactical action recovery defense system. Yeah, something I don't know. It's a transformer, basically. (laughs) Well, I love acronyms. I could do a whole podcast just trying to figure out acronyms. Uh All right, but this one. So this is a show that I watched. I saw one episode, and it was the David Tennant one when he was the Doctor. And I watched it, and it's like set in in London. So I don't really know much about it. None of the sort of things that are supposed to be funny are really that funny to me. You, you watch the show and it's a girl. She's oh, so it's like watching any British show. It's got humor. It's like I don't get it, you know. <laughs> right, like I don't understand. It. And like, you but he's and... running around chasing women. So you know, I love Benny Hill. No, <laughs> <laughs> there was none of that. You know, she works in a department store, so I'm assuming it's like a Macy's, you know, type of thing. And you, she goes in, and then all of a sudden, there's like the aliens and the the 
the figures, you know, you, what do they call the mannequins, are come alive and they start chasing her, but they're like all headless and tor- and it's just the torsos. And I was like, ah, I, I can't watch this. Yeah. So I moved on. I, I almost got through a whole episode. So that's David Tennant. And I see you wrote that he's the new voice of Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. In the new DuckTales. In the new DuckTales. Do you like the new DuckTales? No. Because I that animation kills me. So another thing, Disney Plus, because it's fresh and I just brought it up, has the original DuckTales. I cannot wait to watch some of those. I like I love those old animated shows and it's so fun because those are things like you can go on YouTube and find clips but a lot of times you can't find full episodes of things like that so now to have them like the X-Men like the Spider-Man like the DuckTales it's going to be great to go back and watch I'm uh, like I can't wait yeah I started watching Gargoyles speaking of those shows oh Gargoyles too I saw was on I was like oh my goodness I love this show we used to watch Gargoyles all the time it's one of my favorites it's a good show uh, another show I didn't watch or care for Lost Neither did I, and I'm right. not sure why it's even on this list. How is it time travel? Uh, because they go back in time, don't they? On this, isn't that what happens? That's what you're supposed to believe. They like go back in time, but so really moving on from it. Lost, since neither of us have even seen it. I know it was a big show, and people got all mad about it. I can't believe it was on for six years. That seems weird I, to me. I too. tried. I tried watching it. And I just couldn't do it. Uh, I got nothing. What about Terminator? Sarah Connor Chronicles. Did you ever watch I it? I actually liked the show. You watched? It? Yeah. How was it? Uh, it was good. Yeah. I don't know why it got canceled. I mean, I do because. You know, no one really wanted to watch it. Yep. But it it was basically, you know, it was the same idea as T2, where a Terminator comes back in time to save John Connor. So it was basically Terminator. I mean, then that every Terminator movie? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Terminator goes back in time to kill John Connor, save John Connor? Yeah, but it's got um, Cersei in it. Oh, you're not a Game of Thrones guy. It's got Lena Headey in it. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. I'm um, not even a TV guy. But I, I can't wait to get to the next show because that's a show I've actually watched and I still watch. You you might know Summer Glau. She was on Firefly. I don't know, buddy. None she, of these people. She plays the T-800. I don't know who she is. Uh, Brian Austin Green. Oh, so she's a T-800, the same as like an Arnold is a T-800? Yeah, a little more advanced, though. So like a T-850. She is, I think they call her a T-800, but she's a little more, she's not like Arnold. She's better than Arnold. So she's the T-800X. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. Or the right. S. Right. You know, the, the S model. Yeah, the S model. Yeah. <laughs> Smaller. Uh, the next show that we have on here, though, Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. I'm a big fan of Quantum Leap. I wish they would bring it back in some form because it's such a, a awesome show, awesome premise for a show. I mean, the guy gets stuck in, like, this, this weird kind of time loop thing that he can't get back to being himself, so he keeps waking up in different people's bodies at different periods in time and it jumps all over the place and every show is like a different time period this show is awesome i i love this show one of my favorites of all time time travel not even meaning anything just being a show in general yeah uh scott bacula scott bacula baby got necessary roughness i'm loving it necessary roughness. <laughs> i love Fum- that movie. we're gonna do fun the ruskies <laughs> That's a great movie, but uh, he's awesome in it. The other guy who's the computer, I can't remember his name. Was it Al? Uh, yeah, maybe. He, he's always sitting there. I, I love this show so much. It, every episode is great. I think he eventually gets back to his own body, though, doesn't he? I've never finished it. Did it run 89 to 93? Well, I, I just almost remember when it happened, like in real time, back in 93, watching the last episode of it, because it was kind of a big deal. It was a show my parents watched. It was a show I still like to watch, and... I don't know if it's on Hulu or Netflix now. I know it's on one of them. I haven't seen it. I would watch it if it's it was probably on, on Disney+. Plus. Disney probably owns it, I'm sure. You know. I mean, they do own the entire world. So. I, I'm pretty sure I just read an article this morning saying that they bought the Catholic Church um, for $7.5 billion. 
Oh, they got it first deal. Yeah. <laughs> now, did they get all of the Vatican too? Um, I'm not sure. I think the Vatican is its own separate thing. Oh, so they're charging they're a lot start, to sell it. Out. They're going to okay. start right. They're going to start. That's going to be an amusement park now. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of rides. They got a new roller coaster they call the Pope. It's incredible. <laughs> now, did they check with Scorsese or Coppola yeah. <laughs> about whether or not they should be allowed to do that? Uh, anyway, I'm moving on before I say something I shouldn't say. Uh, Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. Uh, Quantum Leap. I will rate as a show. And I will give Quantum Leap a 9.5. That's how much I love this show. Okay, 9.5. That's a pretty good rating for a show that you haven't seen in 10 years. I've, I've gone back and watched some episodes. I love it because it was on Hulu or Netflix recently in the past year or two. Um, and then you put one more show, you put Continuum. Yeah, but we don't need to go to You haven't seen Continuum. I've I never think. even heard of it. It's a show you should watch. It's great. Just reading the synopsis, it sounds like it's one of those, somebody comes from the future and it all happens in the now, so it's, you don't even have to try. Oh, it's in present day, but we came from the future. Pretty much, but they bounce back and forth. And they bounce back and forth about how uh, the things that they do in the past affect the future. Right. But it's it's again, it's the flashback. So she starts out, the detective starts out um, in the future. And they're like, the whole show is set around like uh, a group of dissidents who are like going against the establishment. In the, in the future, corporations rule the world, which, yeah. you know, we're heading towards it. So it's not really. Oh, like, we're heading towards it? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? Corporations rule the world. Well, they rule like instead of just being, you know, Apple in Corporatino, Corporatino is the entire region. So oh, then okay. they charge that. So we're, we're getting there. Like well, Disney, we're getting there. Yeah. And uh, they, the dissidents figure out how to get back in time. And they, the Apple-Disney Wars of 2025 that <laughs> yeah. ended up destroying and putting a black cloud over the world. Well, well the streaming wars is yeah, what really started this. Wars, exactly. That's a good premise for a movie. We should definitely take that one up. Um, so anyway, they, they figure out how to go back in time, and they're going to kill the guy who creates like this technology that allows the corporations to take over. Like this one corporation is bigger than everybody else, and they create this ecosystem, whatever. And she goes back in time. <laughs> yes, go ahead. So she goes back in time to stop that from happening, to mm-hmm. chase the bad guys, because she doesn't know what their plan is. And then she goes there and she finds them, yada, yada, yada. But it's a good show. Um, it's one of the, it's a Canadian show, though. So you might not. It's another one where the humor might um, not humor me. There's no humor, really. It's just, it's sort of one of those action dramas. So. I don't know what the acronym or the short name for an action drama is. Because there's like dramedy for a dramedy. Dramedy is a great one. Right? Well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, don't force it. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just go with action comedy. Action comedy. Um, yeah, that, that's, that kind of wraps up TV shows too, though. I mean, that's, that wraps up everything there's, for us, I think. There's more. And of course, like we said, there's so much more we could talk about. Uh, but we want to kind of be concise and kind of get out things we know that we, that we can talk about and be relatable with. So, I mean, if, if if there's a movie and it says time travel on it, I'm going to be there. I mean, that's kind of my closing statement is I love any movie with the time travel premise in it. And I'm going to watch that movie, or at least I'm going to try Time Traveler's Wife or the movie about time, which we didn't even talk about, which I tried. It just it, it wasn't good. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but like I said, in closing, I love time travel movies. I'm glad we got to talk about time travel today. And I hope, you know, maybe this will start a discussion for you guys to come back with us with some movies that maybe we should watch to expand our horizons in the time travel movie circuit, as I'll call it. Yeah, time travel is one of those genres that I will always watch. I love it. Um, Like I said, it's 
continuity thing gets in the way for me, which is really hard to do in a time travel movie because it's not based in reality anyway because we can't actually travel through time. Unfortunately. But yeah, I'd love to hear about some new movies that we haven't seen, some maybe some corrections. You know, I'm always up for some helpful criticism. Well, when we get all our information from Wikipedia, um, there's probably going to be some corrections from people who actually know what they're talking about. I wish I got information. <laughs> I don't have any information. I mean, I just come here completely blind. I let I you do it. all the work. Uh, most no, you know that that was true up until a point. I do believe the last podcast we did the comics one, which will be out maybe before this, maybe after this, but we have already done it. You took most of those notes, and I was proud of you for that. Well, I didn't take notes though. I just sort of did a stream of conscious, and I graded it as well. It's a B minus, you know. There's a couple of corrections I hey, had to make on it. C is average. I'm above <laughs> average. That's all I've ever wanted. Just want to be average. That's funny though. Um, thanks for being with us today, guys. Make sure you go out and watch some movies we told you to watch. If you haven't seen them yet, we like good things, and we assume that if you're listening to our podcast, you like good things too. So for Aaron, I'm John. This is Pop Vulture. See you next time. We've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best place to be is here. The best time to be is now. And all we can say is, let's run!